everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of a new season of Unsportsmanlike Commentary. Here with you is DC Mello, and as always, I'm joined by Tyler. And it has been a bit of a time off that we've had, Tyler. How, how have you been, man? Well, yeah, I'm just fucking out here living the big old American dream. <laughs> out here in Fort Hood, Texas. <laughs> fucking killing the goddamn game. Just came back from the fucking from the desert in California for the last month and a half. And I'm fucking, I'm ready. I'm ready. I want to show you, I do want to show you something. Yeah. I kind of, I purposely withheld this before our little pre-recording fucking session. So I mm. found something, I found something at Walmart today that I, I, I think is probably, I think when this company made this product, they had me number one in mind. Because, <laughs> okay. and especially, especially because you've seen me consume fairly lethal amount of this product oh, on a gee, daily I already, basis. I already know what this is. I already know what this is. And then they just combined it with the thing that I fucking with the other type of fucking liquid I put in my body. They put alcohol in that. Good lord. Monster, okay. Mon- mon- monster made alcohol, bro. <laughs> oh, no. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna crack this is the this is I this is the first one. That's a lie I made a TikTok bro. I'll fucking I'm gonna crack one right now. This is the uh, the scary berries. <laughs> the scary and berries. Taste, I love it. I, I, you know what it tastes like? Huh? It tastes like felonies and tap out shirts. That's what it <laughs> tastes like, bro. This is fucking horrible. That sounds that sounds atrocious. I I, I have not like I don't want any of that. Like no no. Dude, no. I. They have like the regular green monster flavor too, and that's just. horrible like if we ever get sponsored by we won't i mean we should considering how much i fucking drink of it because i drink regular monster on the fucking daily yeah yeah but this 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 is just unnecessary this is horrible but it sounds like a terrible it sounds like a terrible idea i did buy a 12 pack of them and they come with different flavors and mama didn't raise a quitter so i will be drinking all of them at some point just not all right. Well, we do have a lot to go over, uh, and obviously, right now, uh, the off season uh, is in full swing. Uh, we've had the free agency rush come through. Uh, so, what we're going to be covering today uh, in the podcast uh, is we are going to be looking at the off season. Uh, we're going to be doing a little bit of a report card, uh, kind of well, pro- more of a progress report, I guess, because the off season is still in progress. So, these grades are technically incomplete you can't really grade a team until the offseason's over but we can grade them on what they've done so far and that's what we're going to do and we are also going to be looking at the uh nfl draft which is coming up on thursday and we have a very special announcement that we're going to be making about the nfl draft uh when we get to the mock draft and we will be presenting our mock drafts and we'll be also going over all the team's needs uh that we would like to see them pursue throughout the draft so uh that's what we're going to be covering today. Uh, Tyler, um, I'll let you get started, though, man. Uh, what do you got for as far as let, let's focus on the best, right? As far as the best of the offseason, who are your top five uh, teams? Let's start with uh, your, your fifth best, and I'll give you mine as well uh, after you give me yours. So, uh, so there is plenty of outstanding moves made this offseason. A um, couple of honorable mentions we'll go through later on. But number, my number five, my five best move of this offseason was Dalvin Tomlinson to the Cleveland Browns. 
The Cleveland Browns had Miles Garrett, one of the top three pass rusher in the game. They lost to JV and Clowney, so you can maybe address defensive end later in the draft. But you add a dude who is a top 10 defensive tackle in the NFL. They had to overpay him just a tad, but mm-hmm. I love the move for Cleveland, just building, continuing to build that front four. It could, I mean, it, at, at some point could alleviate double teams off of Miles Garrett, um, which only makes him that much more fucking lethal. So, yeah, Dalvin Tomlinson coming from Minnesota to the Browns is my number five. Number five, awesome. I I, I have that. Um, I have the, and I kind of ranked it a little differently. I went by teams as far as just kind of teams off seasons. Oh. So I, I did a little bit more comprehensively. But I mean, most of my decisions are based off of kind of like one or two major moves, right? So right, that is right. kind of what drives drives most of it anyway. So Sorry, uh, I, I'm, I, I'm, I didn't understand. <laughs> no, we're good. Hey, it's, it's uh, I'm going to start with Cleveland though. Uh, I'm just going to uh, rattle off what you said because they made it into my honorable mention. Another team that I made as honorable mention uh, was the Jets, and because I think they've just done a great job of building out that team and continuing the pieces they have. Now, the Aaron Rodgers trade makes it so it's incomplete. I can't. I can't until I know what they're giving up in that trade. I can't really say it's been a, a huge success for them. But I do think that uh, going after Aaron Rodgers is the right thing for them to do. I think that they've built themselves a really nice defense. And I think that if they can get Aaron Rodgers with the wide receiver pieces they were able to bring in, they actually have the opportunity to have uh, something that is more than a lethargic offense. And that is something that I think uh, Jets fans would be be pretty welcome to. Uh, With the quality defense of Jets have been able to build, I think that uh, they can really launch themselves to contending for the top of their division um, if they can land themselves a competent quarterback with Aaron Rodgers. So, yeah, no, I mean, I totally agree. I think um, I, I think we'll probably get the the answer to the Aaron Rodgers dilemma by the end of the draft. I'm not saying it's going to happen Thursday because yeah. I, I think if I, I don't think the Jets want to part ways with the 13th overall pick. Uh, for a dude that they're not sure is going to be there after next season. So I think maybe a couple day two picks, maybe a player gets involved with the trade as well. Um, yeah, like, uh, the Jets have a great young defense. They got Brees Hall coming off the ACL. Mm-hmm. They already had Garrett Wilson. They add mm-hmm. Alan Lazard. I would have loved, I would have loved that offense even more if they found a way to keep Elijah Moore in, in the fold but they traded him off to Cleveland. And that was another piece that Cleveland was able to snag yeah. up for uh, Deshaun Watson. So, Yeah, Cleveland Cleveland had – I had him just outside my top five for uh, best offseasons. I thought uh, – to this point, I thought Cleveland's done a really nice job. So my number five team, though, is actually the San Francisco 49ers. And... You're not going to like my list. You're not going to like my list at all. Because <laughs> I, I misunderstood what you meant. I thought you meant – like top five moves, not top five like teams improved after. I went with moves. Ah, yeah. No, I looked at the full team. Hey, that is what it is. Uh, hey, we we got different lists, right? So that that'll work. Well, we can give people we can give people diversity. Um, okay. So, <laughs> uh, but with the with the Niners, I have them as my uh, uh, number five team, fifth best offseason. I thought that the move of uh, obviously going after Javon Hargrave. And plucking him from the Eagles was just a fantastic move. Love it. They are uh, taking an elite defensive tackle away from 
a, a, a direct conference rival that they'll face in the playoffs, and they're putting him next to Nick Bosa, which is a scary tandem up front. And the Niners have definitely lost a little bit of defensive depth um, and, uh, with their team, but they've made some, I think, some really shrewd signings. And I love bringing in Isaiah Oliver as a defensive back. Um, I thought that was a really nice move that they made. Uh, I thought that Sam Darnold, John Feliciano are underrated, uh, you know, under the radar signings, but very solid signings. Um, so I think that they've really, uh, they still have, I think, some defensive things to address, especially they've lost some depth uh, at, at the edges. But uh, that's something you can address during the draft. So um, I think the Niners have really put themselves in a position to compete. And that at the end of the day, the only thing holding them back right now is healthy quarterback play. So um, once they can get that shit figured out, uh, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. And even without healthy quarterbacks, they can still run the ball like hell and defend. So they'll be competitive in games without quarterbacks. And they got Sam Darnold until then. So there you go. Not bad. Rich really, keep, really good offseason. Like, really, like, the rich solid keep all getting richer, bro. Like, yeah. The fact that nobody, nobody heard that San Francisco was in on the Javar, Javon Hargrave move until it happened. And he actually took, so Cleveland was actually pursuing him as well. And he came out and said he took less money to come, come play with San Francisco. Like, Javon Hargrave, 29 years old. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Had ele- he had 11 sacks at the defensive tackle position last year. And you're going to pair him with the sack leader from a year ago, plus Arik Armstead. And you're right. Like, they have lost a significant chunk of depth on the edges. Right. Uh, they, were a- they were able to re-sign some of those key rotational guys. Um, not Amenahu. Amenahu left and Samson Ebukam left as well. But, like, uh, Ridgeway. Um, Fuck, what the fuck? Uh, he left us for a while. He's just, he's a rotational guy. Nobody knows what his name is. But, yeah, so, like, I think I think they need to, I love the uh, the Oliver move as well. Uh, we need, we, the Niners have been looking for a nickel cornerback since Kwan Williams went to Denver a couple years ago. Jimmy Ward played nickel last year, and uh, he left us for Houston. So, but that's fine. Brought back to Sean Gibson. Sean Gibson had a fucking outstanding season last year. Um. I would they, they need to address the cornerback two spot and then maybe look at a little more depth at the linebacker position losing yeah. Aziz Al Shire. But I, I yeah, I agree with you, man. And um I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little audible here and I'm gonna I'm gonna put your list on pause for right now because your list is a little different than mine. And since we're already kind of talking about mine, we'll just knock my list out and then we'll move over to yours. All right. Sound good? Sounds good. Sounds good. All Sounds right, good. so uh, I'm gonna go next to my fourth best off season and I'm gonna give that to the Bengals. And I love, love that the, the stealing of Orlando Brown Jr. Just what, a, what, like, I, and, and I'm going to get to the, the Chiefs later on this because I, I, I have to talk about the Chiefs on this as well. But um, I, hmm, that was a really good move. And the reason why it was a really good move is not only are you taking in an elite person to protect your best asset on the team, which is your quarterback and Joe Burrow, right? Um, and you're giving him more time in the pocket. You're giving him uh, less hits. You're giving him more protection in general, right? Um, that just makes Joe Burrow better in all senses. But also, you took him from Kansas City. And Kansas City now does not have Orlando Brown Jr. And they actually ended up going out and overpaying for someone that wasn't even as good as Orlando Brown Jr. And bringing them over. Um, and that's the whole... I'll t- I'll get into that conversation. I have a bone to pick with Kansas City about that one. But... Um, 
Orlando Brown Jr., a.k.a. the the OBJ that actually helps you win games, um, is now a member of uh, the Bengals. They also uh, have uh, just done a really nice job of uh, shoring up the safeties that they lost with getting Nick Scott in. So that was I thought that was a huge get for them. Going into the draft, okay, here's what I here's what I love about the Bengals. Here's why I have them at number four. Going into the draft, right? They feel like a team that is simply drafting pieces to supplement an already loaded roster. Whereas the Chiefs, their main division rivals here, right? Uh, or not division, but you know their main rivals here in the conference. Uh, the the Chiefs, they feel like they're going into this draft to literally try to reload the roster, you know? So I feel like the Bengals at this point in the off season are a better team than the Chiefs are. They're a more complete team than the Chiefs are and they're drafting for different needs. And I think the Chiefs have much more serious needs that they're drafting for uh, than the Bengals do. And so I got to say, I give it, give it to the Bengals for their off season. Didn't just help them, but it also put the, the Chiefs directly in a hole. So well done to the Bengals. Yeah. I mean, I absolutely agree with you. Um, Orlando Brown is one of my favorite signings this season. He's, yeah, he's my number two. So he's my number two best signing of the offseason. Like, every everything was being reported that, oh, he's meeting with the Bears. The Bears are giving him the bag. Like, mm-hmm. he is going to get, the like, Laramie Tunstall-type money. And just up and out of nowhere, I'm signing with Kansas City. He's still got a, a fucking huge chunk of change. But it was on a shorter deal. You mean so, uh, you said Kansas City? You mean you mean Cincinnati? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, my apologies. Yeah. So he went and left. Went to like the okay. The Bears are going to be better this year than they, than what they were last year with the pieces they added. But you're jumping to a Super Bowl favorite for a shorter deal for a shorter right, deal. Right, right. I, I think I and the one thing. <laughs> Even with all the moves they made last season, the one thing the Bengals kept getting harped on was the fact that they can't keep Burrow upright, at least yep. in the first half of the season. Yeah. Um, so like, hey, but yeah, the offensive line got better. It, it but, got better. Like the, yeah. like the first half of the season, bro, like throwing five inter- – what you do five picks, I think, four or five picks against the Steelers yeah. in week one last year, and because he, he was constantly had pressure in his oh, He was getting harassed, yeah. So no, that, and that line was young. They, they needed time to develop and gel. And so um, they were actually, they moved their left tackle over to right tackle. He's not happy about that, though, and has requested a trade. So that is interesting. So that is actually something to keep an eye on and see how that situation uh, unfolds. Um, yeah. Orlando Brown just signed a contract a month ago and just requested a trade. No, 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 not Orlando Brown. Not Orlando Brown. The, oh, uh, oh, 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 the... the in place, the guy that was already in place over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got that. Right. Yeah, yeah, okay. I was yeah. about to say, there ain't no fucking way. Right, no, no, no. He's 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 not. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, Jonah Williams. Jonah Williams is the because uh, he got moved over to right tackle. He he wants to stay on the left side. So uh, he 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 feels a little offended by that, right? So That's I think fine. nobody little, knows his yeah. fucking name. You had yeah. to Google it. Nobody knows his name. Lyle Collins, Alex Kappa. Th- those are dudes on the Cincinnati Cincinnati line that people know. Yeah, yeah. That, I I already. I mean, he he, he didn't play bad. He he did he did fine. Yeah. Uh, so the the Bengals do want to keep him. It does look like the Bengals are trying to trying to uh, trying to keep him. But it, it, again, it's that could be something that could be a position that would need to be draft for. Um, moving on to number three, third best offseason so far. 
is the Houston Texans, who have, I swear to God, they have needs at every position, and they've actually done a pretty good job of bringing in some talent and filling a lot of those needs, especially on the defensive side. They have brought in already five players that are going to step in and be upgrades uh, at starter positions uh, on the defensive side. So that is a huge upgrade already, right off the bat. Um, and they really attacked the free agency hard, and they really were looking uh, with, obviously, they got their new head coach who's very defensive-minded, and they were really looking at shorting up on that side of the ball. And I feel like they've done a really good job. And uh, if they draft uh, defensively heavy, which I think, you know, we all signs indicate that's exactly what they're planning on doing, um, I think they actually could go into next year with a decent defense at least. At least have half, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, half the ball figured out, right? So, yeah, yeah, props to the Texans. Like, they were a fucking shit show. And they have a chance of coming out next year with a franchise quarterback and a decent defense. Like, that, that's a, that is a great, but much better situation to be in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, D'Amico left, and D'Amico did – he was the, the 49ers defensive coordinator for the last two seasons. Sure. Um, he, he, he followed the same fucking path that Robert Sala took when he left us as he just started plucking our free agents away from us and paid him more money than he knew San Francisco would be able to pour, offer. So like Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy Ward, Hassan Ridgeway left, uh, which he's a rotational guy on the edge. Right. Um, uh, who, who, what fucking running back did they add? Oh, fucking Devin Singletary. That's who they add. Yeah. Yeah. Devin Singletary. That was a nice he's, a, he's a nice change of pace dude for, for the guy who's absolutely going to be the RB1 in that. Singletary's had his chance at the RB1, and, and he had it in Buffalo. I don't think he's going to get a second chance at, down in Houston. It's Damian Pierce's show down there. Oh, absolutely. Um, but that, I, I, I love bringing in uh, uh, Devin Singletary as a, as a change of pace uh, back. I mean, honestly, like the, the Texans really, really did a good, nice job of bringing in a lot of free agents, and that that was the thing. It's like you, you don't usually see teams that are this shitty bringing in like this many quality pieces yeah. uh, in one off season. So that was probably, and they were not even like a major market team. I mean, yeah, I get Houston's a big market, but they're not like you know nobody's thinking of Houston, the Texans as a destination you know team to go to, right? It's not like the Cowboys or the Packers or anything that's got that like you know you might have guys that want to play there for that prestige or that for that for that reason. Yeah. Houston doesn't have any of those things. They just well, really, like honestly, out there guys. The most impressive thing they that honestly they did in my eyes this offseason was get Dallas to pay Brandon Cooks twelve out of the eighteen yes. million dollars. Yes, that, like that was, and that's another. I'll just I'll just I'll just give you a heads up. Brandon Cooks is on. He wasn't, but he is. He's now on my list of like most disappointing moves. But I don't even know why I'm disappointed because that's a that was a by the book Jerry Jones move. Yeah, yeah. like like yes. constant constant. They're con the Dallas Cowboys are always constantly in the conversation for the big name free agents. Odell Beckham. Oh, DeAndre Hopkins wants to get traded. Oh, we got all these big name wide receivers. Oh, we're gonna go for Brandon Cooks though. We're good. We're just gonna give up a fifth. I don't want to give up my second for one of the still one of the best wide receivers in the game. Why would I do that? Fuck that. I'll take Brandon Cooks. That's Jerry Jones. Moving on to number two, I got the Detroit Lions, who, hear me out, I think they're going to win the NFC North this year. I'm 100% with you. Right? Like, I think they're going to actually, like, they, okay, what was their biggest weakness last year? It was their defense. It was just garbage, right? 
they hit free agency and they hit it so they hit it like a surgeon. They went right after their positions of weakness and they got guys to to address it. Bringing in uh, C.J. Gardner Johnson at safety, yeah, yes, please, yeah. Like they had like the worst yeah. safety play like of this of the the whole league last year. Yeah, that was absolutely something they needed. Um, I like their uh, secondary got defensive backs. Uh, and even though they lost, I know they had like the gambling scandal, right? With like the, you know, like, uh, the oh, receiver yeah, there, Jamal, yeah. what was, what was his name? Um, Jam- Jameson Williams. He's Jameson the only Williams, one. Yeah. He's the only one who right. kind of mattered, but he only right. got six games. So uh, again, like they didn't lose any like key rotation guys there in that, in that debacle. So it, it wasn't, it's like the organizations at fault there. Those were just guys going out and fucking making stupid choices. You, yeah. you know, you know, you know, you can't do that, but. I mean, they, they, their offense is already good. Their defense is is getting better. And they have put themselves in a position where they got some really nice draft picks. And they're go- you know they're going to – like I have – I can tell you right now, they're going to go heavy on defense this draft. And they're going to be in a position I, to get some good players. So I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to delve or tell any of my picks right now. But I do have them – I have one of their first-round picks going. I'm I because because the way my mock it's my mock it's my it's your mock, mock. I can say it's your mock you have your mock the way I have it shaken up somebody might fall but okay so I completely agree getting Gardner Johnson from Philly that was the home run for them yeah the fact that they were able to pull that shit yeah. off then getting Cam Sutton and Emmanuel Mosley Emmanuel Mosley a little injury prone. But he is a starting corner in the NFL. Cam yeah. Sutton, you got they break, they basically brought in two cornerback twos and hoping they can maybe get their cornerback one in the draft. Um, I think so, especially with, with especially with trading. Uh, they traded Jeff Okuda out. Um, but yeah. uh, and then and then, oh no, that wasn't. They, so they brought uh, David Montgomery. That's who they bring in. David Montgomery yes, to replace J- Jamal Williams. Yeah. Like. If any, if anybody's going to be, replicate what Jamal Williams was able to do, that's it's David Montgomery. You, you, he got his shit kicked in for the last three, four years up in Chicago behind a horrible O line, without good quarterback play, good wide receiver fucking uh, key visit, key players, like, he, and he kept putting up fucking double digit touchdowns every single year. Mm-hmm. Now the Bears are have, or I'm sorry, not the, the Lions have built and continue to improve their O-line. They're going to continue to do that through the draft. And their offense is going to be loaded with fucking stars. So David Montgomery, not a not a bad guy to maybe snag in some later rounds of drafts. I don't think he'll go too high, but maybe round 11, what, 11, 12? If he's still sitting there, why not? It could be a little fancy under-the-radar value pick there. I agree. I mean, the Lions, though, they, they have a fun team. Um, I, I love, uh, you know, like, just watching them play. They, they put up points. They, they play with heart. Like, they're a fun team. They, they, they fuck up a lot, too, which makes games entertaining. <laughs> like, it's, so, it's the Lions, right? Like, it really so, is. I, I have a blast so, watching the Lions. So this I'll tell this you, version of them, at least. I'll tell you my thought of what I think the Lions are going to be next year. So, the, actually, this is the whole NFC North, right? So I think, I think the Lions are going to be the Vikings from this last year. I'm not saying 13 wins, but 11's not out of the conversation, and they win the division. I see the Bears being the Lions from last year, where 
slow start, but then they pick it up towards the middle half of the season and just take the mm-hmm. fuck off. The Vikings, the Vikings had a bottom five defense all of last year. Like a lot of their a lot of their thirteen wins were by one fucking score. Uh, and their their bottom five defense uh, only got worse. Patrick Peterson left. Dalvin Thompson left. Uh, Dalvin Thompson left. Like or Dalvin Tomlinson. Sorry, I knew I was. I kept stuttering over his name because I knew I was saying it wrong. Tomlinson left. Uh, th- th- who the fuck does that defense have anymore? That you know. Right. Yeah. No. It's. Right. It's going to be changing the guard there in that, in that, in, in that division. I really think that. Um, and I say that because at number one, speaking of which, at number one, my top my top offseason, like, I don't think anyone can debate this. It has to be, has to be the Chicago Bears. Like, they, they learned from their history, fucking played a Uno reverse card, and were like, mm-hmm. instead of, you know, like giving up all our assets to move up a couple spots, how about... We moved down a little bit and gained a shit ton of assets, and that and they did it beautifully. And I like I don't just love that the hall of picks that they got because they got like they got a first round pick this year, they got like second and third next year, they got like a shit ton of valuable picks. They also got DJ Moore, right? They also got a great receiver to complement uh, Justin Fields. I mean, like, what a great, what a great fucking move. And I just, I mean, and then and then on top of that, that move alone was amazing. On top of that, they, look at what they've done. They, they went and got linebackers, Tremaine fucking Edmonds from, from Buffalo. Uh, they got TJ Edwards. They they signed Robert Tunyon, very nice underrated t- uh, tight ends. Uh, they they brought uh, they brought in Deonta Foreman to replace yep. uh, to replace uh, losing Montgomery right and yep. may yep. honestly Deonta Foreman may be an upgrade over Montgomery I'm not sure but he may be there I don't think they're like very you can certainly make the case for it upgrade over the other the the Bears are in such a great position and and I what did it cost them to do that awesome move going down eight spots. That's yeah. all it cost them. They went down eight spots and they got all those assets. I mean, just uh, yeah, yeah. Well, and you you think about Brian Pools, right? The, 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 everybody was questioning what this motherfucker was doing last year, especially when the uh, um, Roquan Smith trade happened. Like the, everyone in Chicago is saying, that's that's the motherfucker you pay and you build around. Look what he did. He got Tremaine Edmonds. And then he got Edwards from Philly, and he's paying both of them $20 million less together than what Baltimore is paying Roquan Smith. That, that is fucking GM brilliance right there. Yeah. Brilliance. And I got I to be, be honest with you. I absolutely – so the DJ Moore kicker, obviously, in that fucking trade was absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> I, it, it, it one one what that does the ultimate icing on, on, on dude, the cake right like the like, ultimate dude, icing on the cake i could not fucking believe when i read through everything they got back in comp and i saw dj moore's name at the bottom i went no fucking way like the dress yeah, like the capital it. itself they, they acted like it was like a fucking throw it's fucking dj moore like people do not like no, like a lot of non-football fans maybe don't know who DJ Moore is. He doesn't have like that big household name, but he is a legitimate wide receiver one. Like he is a legitimate go-to wide receiver. Like just like Allen Robinson was for Chicago, 
he is the he is going to come in and be a legit, and he's going to probably do better because he actually has a chance of having a decent connection with a decent quarterback. So, um, hats off to the Bears, half off to their GM. I, I mean, I was on board with their GM the second they fired Matt Nagy. So, like, <laughs> well, it's bro, but it's not just that. It turns Darnell Mooney back into a wide receiver too, where Darnell Mooney Mooney thrived not just as an NFL wide receiver, but he thrived in fantasy as well. Mm-hmm. When he was the wide receiver too. Now, it moves him back into that wide receiver two spot, but the the Deontay Foreman signing, they brought him in on a one-year cheap deal for a guy that had almost 1,000 yards last year and shared a backfield for half the season with yeah. this amazing top three talent at running back who got traded halfway through the season. I, I don't remember his name, and I'm not quite – I'm not quite sure who he put. Christian McCaffrey, that's who he is. And he's that, a 49er. That. Oh, my God. That completely slipped my fucking mind. I, it, I'm, My apologies. But, I, I forgot he was a Niner, honestly. I'm glad you reminded me. All right. But, so before before I jump well, into uh, – before we go into the negatives, I want to hear your list. Uh, what's, go ahead and knock out the top five moves, individual moves of the offseason. Okay. So I already covered Dalvin Tomlinson's my fifth. Love that pickup for for Cleveland, building their front, continuing to build their front four. Yeah. Number four was that wasn't a signing; it was a trade. Right. Jalen Ramsey to the Dolphins. Now Ramsey's not a standalone cornerback one, and he's not going to have to be in Miami. They they have a, a solid pair. second. They have, a great pair. they have they have arguably the best pair now. In the NFL, you got J-Ram as your two. And I fucking hate Jalen Ramsey, but he's your two. You have the best two in the league, and it's not even fucking close. I love that move, and it, like the Rams are just a fire sale. Like That's yeah. all they're doing at this point. So the, it, the Rams eat most of his contract that's remaining, and they only they traded him for what? like a, I think it was a fifth-round pick and uh, a tight end that nobody fucking heard of. And that's what they got in, 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 in exchange for Jalen Ramsey. So love that move for Miami. Um, unfortunately, their quarterback has scrambled eggs for brains. So that might not prove to be that awesome at the end of this. So number three. It's, it's, oh yeah, and I'll say this. The reason why I left Miami off my list of best, because I agree with you, that was an awesome move. The reason why I left Miami yeah. off my top five list, and I didn't, they didn't make honorable mention, is because everything else that they've done, though, feels like it's just, ugh, like, they did that move, and they got their offseason off to such a good start, and then it just kind of became a revolving door of kind of going back to where, like, they don't feel, aside from and that specific position at, at, at the uh, cornerback position, they don't feel any better otherwise. Um, well, you also, you also got to think, bro. They're paying a lot of money to other positions, so they're not. They are. They 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 don't they have are. a shitload of cap room to to move around. That's why, like, the Rams keeping a lot of that salary and them still being able to execute that trade. Like, I love that move for them because you're paying Tyreek Hill out the ass. You're paying uh uh Armstead. What the fuck is the? You're paying him out the fucking ass. You know, you're paying, uh, is it Xavier Howard still on the other side? You're yep. paying him out the ass. Yep. So I, 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 I love the move. I know that they didn't do anything super sexy afterwards. Basically, it was just kind of re-signing some of their players from last year. But, right. I mean, it, it is what it is. Uh, number three, we, I mean, we already talked about it at length, uh, Tremaine Edwards to, to the fucking Bears. That's, that, that's, I, we, I mean, I, as a Bills fan, I think you knew he was leaving. 
because you yeah. can't keep every you can't keep everybody, especially no. when you're paying your quarterback and a wide receiver as much as you are. So I, I but getting him into Chicago, they get their fucking center core piece in their defense. Love that move for the Bears. Love that for fucking Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, number two, Orlando Brown. We are already covered. And then I'm sorry. Uh, and this and I wrote this. I wrote this down. Um, and I feel like you're gonna say this is me being a, a bit of a fanboy, but it's not. Javon Hargrave to the Niners is the best move of the offseason. I, I could, yeah, I agree. I, like, I, I, it's either that or Orlando Brown Jr. One of the two. I, I to me, they're yeah. they're kind of like I kind of see them like you know, kind of the same same. At the end of the day, you got one team getting significantly better at a key position and directly crippling the, uh, the like you know a rival team, right? So like, yeah. I see them both as excellent moves, and I have no problem with you ranking Hargraves as number one. That, I mean, and then I, I got a couple honorable mentions. I just want to go through really quick before we move on to the bad. Okay. So a couple of these you might be like, "Ray, Allen Robinson to Pitt." It, they flipped seventh round picks, and they're only paying five million dollars for him. That's a wide receiver three. For Kenny Pickett, George Pickens, Deontay Johnson. Like, I actually love that move for the price they didn't have to give up and the price that they're not paying for him. I know he's not what he once was, but I actually love that. Just getting a veteran piece into that offense for, for Kenny Pickett, loved that move. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam Thielen, same thing. Adam Thielen to Carolina. Now, they paid him a little bit more than I think, probably more than they wanted to, but the Panthers yeah. had some cap space to do it. But you lost DJ Moore, okay? Who do you have left in your wide receiver room? Chenault? Uh, they brought in DJ Chark as well, right? Yeah, DJ Chark, right? But you, yeah. you want to bring, you want to have a veteran presence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A key guy in that locker room. For They are drafting a quarterback at one. There is no d- debate about that. So you want the, and, and his backup's Andy Dalton. You, you, I know, I, I, I just, I, I just... They had DJ Moore, right? And it was like, did they have? Did they? Did they have to go? Did they have to go for number one? You know what I mean? Like, there's like three franchise. I see this draft as having three franchise quarterbacks. Do they? Did they need to have? Did they need to have to go to number one? I don't think so. I think they could have gotten a great quarterback of two or three, and probably paid a less of a premium, and maybe kept DJ Moore because that's the kind of guy you want to have on your team for a, a young rookie quarterback is DJ Moore. I agree with you. Thielen is better than nothing. You want to bring in a veteran presence and a steady contributor uh, and, and someone that's going to work with the QB uh, through through the ups and downs. You had DJ Moore. And, and like, the, the fact that they're going after the – like, that was – that, to me, was too much of a cost. I don't think it's the worst move in the world. I get why the Carolina Panthers did it, and I think that Frank Wright is going to be amazing with uh, with Bryce Young, who we know they're going, he's going to take there at number one. So, yeah, I I don't know. I, I didn't uh, love that move. Look, I I, mean, I get it, but all the reports after the trade went down said that uh, that the Bears were asking for the exact draft haul that they were offering, and they wanted either DJ Moore or Brian Burns. Now, right, I'm saying don't trade with the Bears. I'm saying go to the number two seed. Go to the number three I, seed. Look, I get it. But yeah. at the same time, DJ Moore is an outstanding and a very underappreciated receiver in this league because, he, well, he really he, – he's been playing with garbage quarterbacks. 
who's to say DJ Moore didn't orchestrate some of this move as well? Like, okay, yeah, like get me. I mean, send and me I'll say this else. for the for the good of the game, it is going to be fun to see how DJ Moore yeah. does with Justin Fields, right? Like, that's yeah. going to be a fun. That's going to be a fun pairing to watch. Um, and then they could do some pretty cool things together. So I guess I, I, you know, for, for the good of the game, you know, maybe that is the best move. Right. But yeah, I, I get uh, it. Like for the Panthers, like, I thought it was fucking stupid. Like, I mean, okay. It was too much. I thought it was too much. Put your um, GM cap on. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it pairs like it, 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 it seems it's a tad too much, but I mean, at the end of the day, if you really believe, if you're a franchise and you really believe that your guy is, there's only, cause you're only trading the one. If there's yeah. in your mind, only one. So I, I, I think I, I, I agree with you. I think it was a little too much, but at the end of the day, if you think your guy's there, I don't think there's a price you won't pay. I, I, and you know, and you know, Frank Reich was like, Hey, Hey, I want this guy. I want the, like, we need, like, I got my guy. That's the guy I want. And you brought me here for a reason. And this is the reason. Personally, like, if you didn't bring me here to develop a quarterback, I don't know why you brought me here. <laughs> no, no, no. Personally, personally, I don't think Frank had a, a fucking hand in the deal. Because I actually, I think the conversation kind of went something like this. Because all Frank has done over the last four years of his career as a mm. head coach was play with old, washed up starting quarterbacks. Yeah. Brissett wasn't his fault. But then you had Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan. Yeah. I think I think that Frank Reich went behind the Panthers back and signed Andy Dalton and then went, no, 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 no. Okay, throw DJ Moore into it. We're, no, we're going to get a young guy. Fuck you signing these old motherfuckers, dude. No, <laughs> right. not happening. No, I just, yeah. So I, I, it, <laughs> well, let's move on to uh, the the teams that we maybe think had some of the worst moves or had overall worst performances so far in the offseason. Um, I'll let you go ahead and give your list first. I'm guessing you did this the same way you did your top five, where you did it by individual, like the worst individual moves, yes? Why would you think that? I don't know. Go ahead and give me your list. Okay, so I only got I, – I, I, I got five. I, I have five now because I said Brandon Cooks at five for Dallas. Don't love that move. At all. Like, Brandon Cooks has been a very good receiver for very bad teams for a really long time. But you're paying $12 million to somebody when you could have been paying the same amount of money for fucking DeAndre Hopkins. It just would have cost you an earlier pick. That's it. And it's just, that's just fucking Jerry Jones being Jerry Jones. That's all he's doing. And I keep arguing with fucking Cowboy fans, and they don't see it that way. And all they're telling me is we're going to the Super Bowl next year. The same thing I've heard for the last 28 years. But by golly, if they don't get out of the divisional round. Number four, number four, uh, Juju to the Patriots. Now, I'm not saying it's a bad move, but my problem with it is you paid the exact same money to the penny that Jacoby Myers got in Vegas. And in my opinion, Jacoby Myers is the better receiver. Like, yeah, Juju had a great year last year. Uh, Patrick Mahomes was his fucking quarterback. The last good year he had before that, Antonio Brown was still a Pittsburgh Steeler. Right. And Juju I, I, really I, doesn't shine as a number one. No. And no you, it, you, you, you know, like, even though he was the number one receiver of, of Kansas City, like, let's be real, Travis Kelsey is the number Travis one receiver number one. Of, 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 of Kansas City. So, yeah, like. Do you he, think he, Bill Belichick is going to put up with his fucking TikTok dancing bullshit? Why the fuck did he go to the Patriots? 
Probably because it was the only team that offered him that type of bag. Three years, $33 million. I don't get I don't get that move at all. And Jacoby, Jacoby's got four drops over the last two years, bro. Like, that dude has been a fucking... Jacoby has one really Patriots. bad backward pass in his career, too. <laughs> yeah, I, look, look, I, I, get, I get it. But at the, look, at the same time, bro, like, for, for a team that has lacked <laughs> weapons at the wide receiver position for the last three fucking years, Basically, since Tom left. Yeah. Yeah. Jacoby's been that dog for you, and you let him leave, go to Josh McDaniels, but you paid the exact same amount of money. Yeah, it makes no sense. To Juju. Okay. Number, so my number three is, is Charles Amenahu to Kansas City. Yeah. Char- Charles Amenahu was a great, great guy coming off the opposite end of of Nick Bosa last year. He was really good. He's a great guy, but, you know. Look, they brought him in at two years, $22 million. Hey, he's a a great player. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm saying more of the character stuff because, you know, you think you kind of get arrested like a couple months ago. So, you know. (laughs) I I get it. I get it. I get it. That's fine. But, like, they they brought in Omenahum essentially to replace Frank Clark. That shit's not going to work out. I'm sorry. Because you know who the Kansas City Chiefs don't have? Nick fucking Bosa. They don't have someone of that level on the opposite edge, bro. So Amenahu is going to – I don't love that deal. I think he got paid way too much. But I'm, I'm happy for him. He finally got somewhat of a bag in his career. Um, number two, the other OBJ. Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> Fifteen million dollars. But like, who else was gonna pay him that? Like, well, like, who are they competing against? But he got, but he got that bag from the team that won't pay their fucking quarterback. Fifteen. He didn't play a snap last year. The last time he played, he fucking tore his ACL again. Dude, I just, I don't. I don't fucking understand what Baltimore like. I understand Baltimore's thinking we have to get some receiving help for Lamar now because now their backs against the wall, shit's hit the fan. Like that relationship is basically over. But Odell Beckham Jr. for fifth, and and mind you, that can be worth up to eighteen million dollars. In that contract, they only put three million dollars in incentives. Only three. The Rams, when the Rams brought him in their Super Bowl year, they paid him the vet league minimum. Why the fuck did you pay him $15 million? And it's not going to work. Because, because he gets, he, players get better after ACL tearing injuries. He, he will get hurt again this season. Yeah, I give it to week eight. Yeah, and then he's, I, I think I think he's a decent I think he's a decent fantasy pick, but that's about it. That's not what the Ravens need. They, they at, need a good receiver. In, at what round? At what round? What round are you taking Odell Beckham Jr. with any type of confidence? Because if it's any time before, I take him after ten. I, I, I was about to say if it's any time before ten, you're out of your fucking mind. Let's. Uh, what was your? That was your number two or number three? That was number two. And real quickly, I'll I'll go ahead and hit my number one. My number one is a move the Carolina Panthers made after the trade. Miles Sanders. Now, Miles Sanders is a good. He's a good running back. Good dual threat too. You can run it and he can catch it too. That's you the pay, worst. The worst though. Number one worst. You're paying twenty two million dollars for a guy when you could have got 
the same, if not better, production out of someone who fucking took a cheap one-year deal in Chicago? Oh, I, hate I, think, I think I, I think the Broncos outworst that. Oh, what Mike McGlinchey? Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Seventy-two million dollars for a dude who absolutely got picked up and bodied no. by fucking oh, no, no, Michael no. Parsons. No, 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 no. Eighty-seven million, not seventy-two. He got eighty-seven million over five years. Eighty-five-seven. Wow. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't seventy-two. This guy got gotta, fucking paid. I the thirty-fifth best overall. Fucking guy in his position, tackle in his position. Yeah. <laughs> 87 million five years. They were like, you, you know understand? what? We got the most mediocre quarterback. We might have just give him the most mediocre protection we can find. <laughs> Do you understand, like, the second he was signed and gone, how happy? I saw, I go on Twitter and just people saying, Bye, Mike. And then, like, I think like two or three hours after it, Jimmy Garoppolo left too. So Niners Twitter is just ablaze with "Bye, Mike. Bye, Jimmy. Fucking thank fucking God they're gone." Because Mike Mike McGlinchey was a number nine overall pick in the same draft that Quentin Nelson got drafted at, and he never lived up to that shit at all. Eighty-seven million dollars. Yeah, okay, you're right. You're right. I was wrong. I was wrong. I still yeah. don't love the Miles Sanders signing. I think they paid him way too much, but. Yeah, and that was even the dumbest thing the Broncos did this offseason. All right, let me get let me get to my list. I got some I got some shit to go through here. Let me tell you. All right. Honorable mentions. First of all, okay, I got and I I only have I have a bunch of honorable mentions. I got my runner up and then I got my number one. The the number one fuck up of all the offseason. Okay. Honorable mentions, though, I'm gonna start with the Ravens because Jesus Christ, they're handling this Lamar situation so poorly. At the end of the day, they knew what Lamar was going to be asking. They knew, that, yeah. fucking at the start of last year, whether or not they were comfortable paying that amount. And they have just not made any, like, they have not made any commitment one way or the other. And it's just been this, like, crazy-ass bullshit of them just not figuring out, do we want him, do we not want him, we're going to franchise tag him now. Like, they clearly knew what Lamar was going to cost. They've had plenty of time to decide if they want to pony up that money or not. They should have made a decision one way or the other, pony him up or not, but whatever. At the end of the day, the saga still continues. We don't know the outcome, so it's still incomplete, so it's still an honorable mention for now. But the Ravens could very well, by the end of this offseason, have have had the worst offseason. It's very possible they get there by the end. Green Bay Packers, you got to put them in there because, I mean, they're just not doing, like, I, I don't know I don't know what they're doing to get their team much better right now. Um, Aaron Rodgers straight incomplete. They seem to be just losing leverage by the day, so I don't know what's going on there. Again, though, like Lamar Jackson, because the situation's still ongoing and dominoes will fall, we don't know what compensation they're going to get back from Aaron Rodgers. Too incomplete for me to really rank as the worst. Two other teams that you could make an argument have had atrocious offseasons, the Rams and the Cardinals. I mean... They needed to be bad. They need to be bad. That's like what they like. Yeah, like they need a tank. That that's not necessarily a bad thing. That they got worse. Actually, like they kind of needed to do that. Like the only way that they're going to get better is to fucking suck. See, um, my thing is my thing is with that the, with the Rams and the Cardinals though. Like at least the Rams did it with their existing head coach in place. The fucking Cardinals brought in a brand new head coach and then just started a fire sale. Like this dude's going to be out of a job in a year and a half. Yeah, I don't know that Cardinals are going to get it done the right way, but I mean, whatever. They, they, they needed to do something. Like what they had going clearly was not working and wasn't going to work. So, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. It, it is what it is. 
But let me talk, talk to you about the runner-up for the worst offseason, and that has to be the Kansas City Chiefs. It has to be the Kansas City Chiefs. They clearly took a step back, right? They were the Super Bowl champions last year, and at the, where the team they had going into the Super Bowl that won the Super Bowl was the best team in the league last year, and very deservedly so. They won the Super Bowl. That team isn't as good anymore. Frank Clark, he's not, he's not, he's not easy to replace. <laughs> you, you lost you lost Juju and McCole Hardman, right? Like you lost two of your biggest uh, they have like no receiving core whatsoever. Uh then they go and mess up the Orlando Brown. Orlando Brown was asking the Chiefs for 20 million a year. The Chiefs said no. Get that this is this is how messed up this is. So what happens? He gets offered $16 million to go to Cincinnati. $16 million a year to go. He signs for $16 million in Cincinnati. These motherfuckers then go and offer fucking Jawan Taylor from Jacksonville $20 million a year. That was yeah. what Orlando Brown was asking for. They could have re-signed him at. They yeah. could have had Orlando Brown. Instead, they went and paid for a worse version of him. And, I mean... I will say, like, Jawan Taylor does have a little upside. Like, he's only played four seasons, so he has improved in the last couple of years as well. But he is not Orlando Brown Jr., and you clearly got worse. The Chiefs are a clearly worse team than they were than they were at the end of last year, at the starting this year. And they have the silver lining. And the reason why you can't be like, oh, it's a horrible, complete shit show. They do have ten picks in this draft. Unfortunately, seven of them are after the fourth or fourth round or later. So they're clearly going to be trying to fill and uh, all these needs. And again, it's not necessarily the Chiefs' fault. They just they want they want their title. Guys had to go get paid, right? Guys, you, you lose talent when you win titles. Guys go and get bigger contracts. That's exactly what happened here. They go, they get paid. The Chiefs get left with like you know pretty pretty empty uh, stock of talent. Hmm. They got to now refill that talent with fucking guys in the fourth and fifth and sixth and seventh rounds of the NFL draft. That is not, that, that is quality, uh, excuse me, that is quantity over quality, and that is not a winning recipe. That being said, the Chiefs still have fucking Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, and as long as you got them too, you fucking always have a chance, so what, what's the fucking matter? <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. I, do, I did appreciate immensely, immensely I, I appreciated that very spirited rant. I did. But if I've learned anything, especially after last year, like you said, as long as 15 and 87 uh, right. are on right. the field. I, I, that, right? not, because we fucking we people were having the same conversations last year after they traded Tyreek. Like oh, they have kill. fucking nobody. They, they've taken it. OK, they lost Tyreek Hill, but they still had you. You. I looked at that and been like, yeah, they lost a they lost a weapon, but I mean, they were still a very good team. They yes. have lost, they have now multiple gaps. It's not okay. the Tyree Kill gap. And what okay. I'm worried with the Chiefs, one thing that I'm concerned about is they might have gotten a little bit of because they had so much success after losing Tyree Kill. They're like, well, as long as maybe they do have that attitude of well, as long as we have 15 and 87, everything's good, and you do still need to take care of 15. You do need to protect them. You do yeah. still need to give him guys to throw to, you know, and I, I I absolutely do think that the Chiefs take a step back, and I do not I do not see them as being Super Bowl contenders as they are currently constructed. Well, okay, look, the only piece of their O line that they lost was o o Orlando Brown, and they replaced him 
with uh, uh hold on hold on hold on i have it written down uh Juwan taylor yeah mm-hmm. they replaced him okay so they filled a need they already filled probably their biggest need that they lost they actually lost two they actually lost two they lost two alignment okay well it couldn't have been anybody important because they still have creed humphries do you not think that look look juju is a good wide receiver two ish miko he's a good burner threat you don't think they can replace that kind of talent they have a first round pick at the end of the they do. Round, they do. But you I, don't. You don't think they can replace? That I don't. Talent I don't think. Draft? No. I. I don't think they can. Um. No. I don't. I don't. Here's. And it's not that they, it's necessarily super high. I get what you're saying. They right. It's role players that left. Right. And the role players are replaceable. Absolutely. What I'm saying though is that at least the mock draft that I I made up and that I that I looked at and from looking at other mock drafts as well, I'm not sure that the receivers that are good enough to make the impact they need are going to yeah, be there. Okay. Right? They're, they're, they're not going to get, they're not going to no. get the, the, the top end talents that they, they want. They're uh, they are all their picks seven out of their 10 are uh fourth round or later. Yeah. And the first three rounds, they have the last pick in each round. Yeah. So they are, they are not picking from great positions and their guys are not going to be there. The guys they like, I was looking at, like I was reading chiefs, chiefs fans talking about like what the guys they want to draft. And I'm looking at these guys and I'm like, you guys really, you guys really think that that Brian Branch is going to be there at at, at thirty one? Like, no, he's not. You, you guys really think that you're going to find, um, you know, like one, 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 like like uh, Zay Flowers at thirty one? He's not going to be there at thirty one. You know, like the, the that's the reality. I think that the Chiefs are coming to a point, the inevitable point, where all great franchises and and dynasties get to. Where you've exhausted resources and you now have to recollect. Fortunately for them, they still do have 15 and 87, and that's a lot easier to do it when you have those two guys, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, I think I, 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 at this point in time, I still have them winning the division, I, and I still have them making the AFC Championship game again. I, I, I'm not. I, I'm done counting against Andy Reid. And Patrick Mahomes, like Patrick Mahomes, is the best quarterback in the NFL. I think. I, I think they're gonna. I'm not play. saying I'm counting them out because at the end of the day, like I said, the offseason is incomplete, and we still don't know what they're gonna do to to shore up all these these holes. But they're gonna do something, I, right? They're gonna do something. I, I do agree with you. I, they they lost some significant role pieces. I just I'm. Until Let me approach my. Until it happens, I'm I'm, I'm not going to really buy into it. Let me move on to uh, the worst off season. Okay, let's go. Denver let's Broncos. Go. The Denver <laughs> fucking Broncos. Okay, listen, they gave up. I got to take my hat off. Like, I'm, <laughs> they gave up this year's first round pick, next yep. year's second round pick, next year's yep. third round pick for a fucking head coach. And I get it. It's Sean Payton. He's a good coach. Don't get me wrong. Good coach. You know when you know when the last time Sean Payton won a Super Bowl was? Uh let uh, me see. Oh eight, oh nine, I believe. 2010. Two thousand ten. You're close. You're close. Long enough that you don't remember. <laughs> right? <laughs> When was the last time the Broncos won a Super Bowl? Oh, that was with 
broke Dick Peyton Manning back in what, 15? 16. 16, okay. The Broncos yeah. have won a Super Bowl more recently than Sean Payton has. What exactly is the miracle that he is going to bring over that is worth a first round pick, a second round pick, and a third round pick? Like, that is to me. Like you, you really couldn't wait until his contract was over to, to offer him. Like wait until he was not under contract. If it was that that pressing, or or there really wasn't any other coaching candidate out there. It was had to be him. You had to go pay three fucking premium picks for a coach. Look, anyway, I, you're I, like okay, I, whatever, all right, whatever. They did I, that. I'm, so, I'm so just gonna get got, the fuck out. Got, of at least they got fucking Sean Payton. It can't get any worse, right? They're, like whatever. They they got their <laughs> diet. It's not gonna get any worse than that, right? Well, fuck me, no. We're the Denver fucking Broncos. We are going to fucking ride this shit. Let's fucking ride, motherfuckers. Let's ride. We're gonna ride Russell Wilson, fucking Russell Wilson, straight into the fucking ground. Because guess what? We got the most mediocre quarterback, and we're gonna protect him with the most <laughs> mediocre tackle you can find. Yeah, but he's like the most average guy. Period. Like he's going to completely not protect Russell Wilson. At all, if you're gonna pay him that kind of money, you're paying him top dollar, eighty-seven million, five years. You are paying for fucking Mike McGlinchey, yep. who ranked thirty-fifth among yep. all. Ta- There's thirty-two teams. There's thirty-two teams. He was not. He there. There. Each team, on average, had one tackle better than him. Yeah. I. The, the Broncos the, did add. Played for they the, did add some nice role players. The Broncos did add some nice role players, but they threw. They have thrown so much money at being mediocre long term, and at the end of the day, being mediocre long term, unlike the Cardinals and the Rams, who decided we're gonna fucking suck, being mediocre long term is the worst place to be in competitive sports. In fairness, the Rams decided they were gonna suck. I don't know, two, three years ago. But did they win a Super Bowl? They okay. They decided they were gonna suck when they fucking did oh, all when their they came in, yeah, yeah. When they went all in. Yeah, gotcha. When they ditched all their draft capital for they don't have a first round pick until like twenty seven, I think. Yeah. They ditched everything. Like I just I but yeah, no, the Broncos the Broncos overpaying for McGlinchey is one of one of the how is that, probably, that number one, one. How, how is that like, how, how is miles sanders worse than that right like in, fair, in, in fairness i've had to think about mike mcglinchey for the last five years and now that he's gone i probably just put him on the back burner but look i just don't look look, look okay here's my thing though. here's my thing with the broncos yeah i i kind of almost called this shit with Russell Wilson when he was still in Seattle. Because when he broke his hand in a Thursday night football game two years ago, where he broke a finger in his throwing hand against the Rams. When he came back after that injury for the final seven weeks of the season, that man did not look like himself at all. He looked like the exact quarterback we just watched play 17 games in fucking Denver. And him getting that... Him getting that fat payday and Denver just ditching all. You want to talk about the premium they give up for Sean Payton, bro? How about the premium they paid for Russell Wilson too? Exactly. That, yep. They're locked into that. Here's, 
Here's my th- bro. That defense is being wasted. Wasted. The Broncos have a top five defense in the NFL, and it's being yeah. wasted on an aged, washed up quarterback. Yeah. And a well, and that's the thing too. That, and that's why it's so important that you get that if you're gonna get protection, like Russell Wilson needs as much protection as you can possibly find him. And if you're going to go out and spend money to protect him, you can't miss on that. You cannot. You can't afford him. And they did. They whiffed. That was a huge whiff. And, yeah, so I, uh, that was uh, – oh, man. All right. Let me get my hat back on. That was – I got – I'm so proud of you. You got emotional twice, bro. I haven't you. even gotten – I'm usually the one that flies off the handles a little bit. Uh, there we go. I don't know. I, 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 think, I think it's just because I'm so happy to be, be here and be back with this shit. I, I, right, right. Like, it's it's bound to happen at some point. <laughs> so let's move on. Uh, so now we covered the offseason. We're going to move on uh, to talking about uh, the uh, NFL draft a little bit. Before we do, let's look at it. Uh, we're going to go through the teams. Uh, we're going to talk about just uh, the biggest needs. We're going to keep this uh, keep this pretty short and brief and just kind of quick, quickly highlight the positions that we feel like uh, they should be drafting. Uh, there are, let's see, I believe five. Yes, there's five teams that do not have a first-round pick this year. So we're going to cover those five teams first, and then we're going to go in draft order uh, for the teams that do have uh, picks in the first round. We'll go, we'll go in that order uh, to determine uh, their, their draft needs. Um, and then we will uh, reveal our mock drafts as well as our special announcement. Now, um, one team that did not have a first-round pick is the Dolphins. Uh, and the reason being because they're fucking cheaters. And um, so sucks to suck nerds, but you lost your fucking draft pick. So that, that sucks. It was a first round pick too. And uh, that being said, we'll st- let's talk about their needs. Okay. Uh, O-line. They need O-line. O-line for sure. And yeah. uh, team doctors that understand what head trauma is. <laughs> I think if you get those two things down, they're in a good <clears throat> I don't know. I'm so mad at the Dolphins. Like, I, like the organization. The, I, like, because... And it's obviously it comes from a place of divisional hate as well. But, uh, you know, they, they really won cheating. Obviously, like that's like no, nobody likes a team that cheats. Right. Like, that's a good way to like, become a popular. But two, I hate how they fucking literally have almost murdered Tua. Like he, he was like blossoming into such a fun quarterback to watch and was really playing. He was balling out. He was balling out before he had his concussions. And I mean, the way he went down in Buffalo, the fact that they brought him back in that game when the whole fucking world could see that he was concussed, that was just jaw-dropping. And anyway, fuck Dolphins. Let's move on. I said we were going to be quick, and that wasn't quick. What do you, what do you think? Well, uh, they need O-line, right? They need O-line. They need O-line. Um, they should probably think about getting some linebacker depth as well. Um, but not only that, I you, you – I mean, McDaniels is a part of the, the Shanahan tree, and all he keeps doing is, I mean, he just keeps re-signing old San Francisco running backs. So they need, they need somebody to to ignite their backfield. It's because Jeff Wilson's a change of pace. Raheem Mostert was great with San Francisco yeah. for a year, and that's it. Like they they need to. Address that, and I think it, th- this is a, a solid running back draft. What would have been would have been really nice to have a first round pick to get, get like a you know a genre uh, Robinson, you know? I don't, I don't, yeah. yeah, maybe, maybe, uh, but uh, that's not to be. Cool. Uh, yeah. I, and I think I think you're also super sour, not just because they're a divisional rival and they cheated, but they cheated with the guy who fucking fucking just 
hovered over you for 20 years. They cheated with Tom Brady. That was gross. All right, 49ers. They don't have a first-round pick. Uh, They need – let's see. I I believe they need a healthy quarterback. (laughs) They got Sam Darnold until they they can get get, get, uh, Purdy in there. Um, They obviously do need to find find a tackle. I don't like that. Everybody's writing off Trey. Yeah, we are. Um, he's, not, he's not going anywhere. He's staying with the Niners, bro. Yeah, that's fine. But the rest of us just don't think he's very good. So that's why. I mean, you can, he's played four games. We don't care. This is a, it's it's a, what have you done for me now recently, League? And yeah, like uh, we have written him off. That is accurate. And Brock Purdy is awesome. So I don't know what, what you're upset about. You have a fucking stud quarterback. Because I I don't I, you don't understand my all my hope. I I've watched. A first-round quarterback get drafted twice in my life, okay? The first was Alex Smith, and that was horrible for eight years, okay? Trey was my answer to get Jimmy Garoppolo out of town, and it didn't happen. It didn't. Well, you got Jimmy but G out of town no, still, so you're, you're good. And Brock Purdy. You, you got talk, Brock Purdy. Bro, bro, you want to talk about you, you talk about a bad off-season move. How about downgrading at quarterback and paying him $67.5 million? How about that? Oh, oh, oh. You, you, you want to talk about – I think the Raiders are going to outstupid the Raiders in my mock draft. I'll, I'll get to that later. I'll get, I'll, they're they're going to outstupid themselves. They're they're, they're going to get there. Yeah, they're, they're, they're. I can't wait. I can't wait to get to the mock draft. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Keep that. Make a make a mental note of what you just said because I'm going to be tackling uh, piling onto that. Anyways, so, Niners, so, what they need cornerbacks. Y'all need fucking cornerbacks, and y'all need a right tackle because you even though McGlinchey wasn't that good, he he was a, he was your tackle. So you need a tackle. So and they need interior help as well. Yeah. I think that, that that those should be the right, big Ellen, pushes. Uh, and the edge. if there's if there's if there's any team that has shown in the last couple of years they can knock it out of the park in the third and fourth fifth round, it's been yeah. the Niners because that's where they found Warner, Kittle, Greenlaw. Well, Seahawks are pretty good at drafting late. It's cool. Uh, how have oh. they done recently? They think, well, no, I mean, they're bad at drafting early, so it's terrible. Paid, paid, a, paid, a, paid $102 million over three years for a guy who had an okay season. Yeah. All right. Um, Browns, they don't have a pick. Uh, Nick Chubb entering contract year. I, I think they might be looking at running back. Um, I think that they could be looking at linebackers. And I think they could have some more depth at the edge, um, uh, some edge rushers. Yeah, I think my priority would be edge and then running back because they, they lost Davian and, and yeah. they don't have anyone on the opposite of Miles Garrett. Um, so I think I think I, I would prioritize edge, running back in the third round, and then. Yeah. Probably, and then I would look for linebackers so in, in the fourth and the fifth, try to fill that shit out. I, I think this is a great year to try to pluck a running back. Um, and oh, yeah. Just, yeah, 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 this is a great year. And, and if you don't have a first round pick, there, there's not good, there's only one running back going in the first round, and uh, in, my, in my opinion, and um, I, yeah, I, I only see one going in the first round, and the point is, there's not a ton of like top top end running backs. I think there's going to be a lot still on the board for them when they're yeah. when they do draft. That's that you know. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, some picks. The Broncos, they need, uh, well, they 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 need some defensive end depth because even though they do yeah. have good ends, they they they're both Randy Gregory and Javante Williams are coming off season-ending injuries. You want to make sure you got some insurance 
uh, are returning. They're returning from season-ending injuries. So you want to make sure you got some uh, depth there at the uh, on the edge rushers. Um, they need a center. They uh, that's the, they still have a gap in their O line at center. Um, you know they, they maybe can get one. I don't know. They they didn't fucking spend eighty seven million dollars on a shitty <laughs> fucking tackle. I don't know what to say. Um, they, they also need to prioritize running back position as well because you have Javante Williams. Right, they need I'm depth there though. Yeah, because you lost Melvin Gordon and then they yeah. had Marlon Mack. And Latavius Murray, like you need, you need to add depth there. You need to get. Oh, I'm sorry, Latavius Murray was a fucking Raven last year. My bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they need to add, and I think. Well, well I, he, he I, joined. I he joined them at the end, didn't he? He joined them. I can't remember. It doesn't fucking matter. Actually, they think, need. They I, need I, running back depth. I think you're right, but yeah, Javante coming and Javante's yeah. a young, great talent, but coming off an yeah. ACL tear, I think he. Sure. You need to prioritize it in the third. I don't think they have a second round pick this year either. I think they have a third. No, they. I think they do. It's next year they don't have their second. They for the coach for their Sean Payton uh, trade next year. Well, yeah. no, I, I. Okay, whatever. Whatever. Uh, maybe just from the Russell third. Wilson trade. I don't remember. That's they what, they are so depleted on picks. Whatever. Fuck yeah. the Broncos. They did it to themselves. Uh. I actually don't have like any problem with the Broncos organization. I don't know why I'm being so bitter towards them. I uh, do. I, I hate their quarterback. Yeah, fair enough. The Rams. The Rams. Uh, they don't have a pick. Uh, their needs are everywhere. So that's, yeah. We're not. Everywhere we're not, except defensive tackle. Yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. They have Aaron Donald, and that's, uh, that's good. Actually, no, right. no. Actually, that's not even true. Aaron Donald's probably going to retire within no more than two years. Yeah, they need it yeah, everywhere. Was, right, everywhere. So yeah, they're, they're bad. Let's uh, now let's look at the uh, teams that do have uh, picks in the first round. Let's start with the Panthers. Uh, we're just going to stop at the top and go on down. Uh, I got the Panthers. Obviously, biggest needs they need a quarterback. Uh, they need uh, some help at the defensive end. They need they really could use like a stud receiver to like shore up what mm-hmm. is depleted now. Um, and they're I mean at the end of the day uh, they could always use more O line help. Um, it's not a terrible O line. Now, I wouldn't say that's like the most like you know, oh my god, yeah, they're the middle, so bad. They're middle but, of the pack. But they, you, you're drafting, you're drafting a fran- if you're drafting a franchise quarterback, you definitely want to protect them. So yeah, they're middle of the pack, and I think they also wouldn't be doing themselves any harm. Maybe addressing their secondary as well, finding someone opposite J.C. Horn. Um, I, if I, if I'm the Panthers. I, obviously, you're going quarterback at one, and then I would probably spend my next two picks after that. Even though it's a middle of the pack O line, I'm doing everything I possibly can to try and protect that motherfucker. So if there's great players in the second and third round available to you, that's where I would be. That's where I would be headed. Yeah, well, we'll see what they do. Um, we'll see. It really will be interesting to see how they draft to support, uh, you know, Bryce Young. Um, going on to the. Uh, Texans, or yeah, I mean, whoever their quarterback is, right? Going to the sure. Texans, because um, we, 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 we can agree they're drafting a quarterback first. Going to the Texans. Oh, yeah. They need quarterback as well. They need, on the defensive side, they actually shored up a lot of things. They, the most pressingly, what they need is defensive ends, um, and they could really use some wide receivers uh, to complement uh, their run game. Uh, and uh, they do also need some O-line, uh, some O-line help as well. They need, I yeah. Like, Damian Pierce got fucking lit up 
in the backfield so many times last year. I, I had him for fantasy. I remember him just – it was like the dude, like, would just – you know, like those times where the ball's getting handed off, he's already getting hit, right? And it's yeah. like, dude, yeah. I, I think I think defensive end is a huge pressing need, and I think with D'Amico Ryans, that's something they're going to immediately address. Um, yeah, absolutely. Corner opposite uh, uh, Devin Stingley, and then, you know, your safety position's okay. And then I think probably after this, once you hit round two with the draft capital they have, I think that's when you start looking because they're the premier wide receivers are going to be gone before they even touch another pick. Moving on to the uh, Cardinals. They need everything. They're, they're, they're like the Rams. They, they need everything. I know that's the lazy answer, but it's true. They're um, taking what they can get, like the yeah. best player available. And here's what I, here's what I would love. Here's what I would love to see them do. They're not going to do it. But it would be fucking awesome because I do think that there is great quarterback talent in this draft. Oh, I would love no. to see them trade fucking Kyler Murray away because you're not going to win with him. You're not going to be a great team with him ever. Um, trade him away and draft a quarterback. And I mean, you're already rebuilding. Why keep Murray? Uh, well, considering the fact that he's not going to play until mid-season at best next year because of the ACL tear in Week 15. Not only that, you look at his fucking contract. Who the fuck's going to pick that up for someone who has horrible I'm not saying, second half? I'm not season. saying you're going to get top dollar for him. I'm just saying uh, it would be awesome, awesome it's if they could, if they could unload him. It's I, and honestly, if you could unload him, period. You don't have to get a lot in return. If you can unload him, that, you, that, I think, no, I think he has negative gonna, value. I think he has negative no, value. If they were going to unload him, they wouldn't have paid him. It's too well, late. Yeah, because they paid him, now he has negative it's, value. It's too fucking late. They are going to be in purgatory for a while. They are. Oof. It's rough for them. Uh, I, I, I agree on that. Colts need a quarterback. They have needed a quarterback for very many years. Uh, they need uh, a cornerback, which has uh, gotten thin. They've definitely lost some uh, corners uh, due to free agency. Uh, and uh, they, they need some O-line. And I'll say this. Quentin Nelson is not as good as he was. He His play has dropped off. And... Not to say he's not good anymore. It's that he was elite, and he's no longer performing at that level. Like when I said elite, I mean his his success rate uh, on uh, yielding like you know uh, not let, allowing pressures was like ninety eight percent during the prime of his career, and that number was hovering around ninety percent for most of last season. So um, that's a notable drop off uh, in in performance, and the the rest of that O line in general, um, which was supposed to be a lot better. Kind of didn't really live up to the expectations. I think they could definitely use a stud O line uh, there in um, in Indianapolis. They could, and I think their bigger pressing need because I think this is another team that has to go quarterback. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. They, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. They need wide receiver help, yes. big time. You have Michael Pittman, and Pittman is a good wide receiver. Mm-hmm. He's not a one. Mm-hmm. You brought in Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah, he's he, he had flashes in Buffalo. He's a good speed threat. Um, he's a good like he's a, he's not a good receiver. I'm sorry, I saw enough Isaiah McKenzie to tell you he's not a good. He's a good special uh, teams player. He's a really good special teams player. He's not a great receiver. He does not use his hands to catch the ball very like he brought. He had way too many body catches, which led to like at least I think two or three Josh Allen interceptions were directly from Isaiah McKenzie bobbling passes that he dropped. So 
I had no problem. I can tell you as a Buffalo fan, I had no problem losing Isaiah McKenzie. And if you're using rely on him on receiver, I agree with you 100%. They do need receiver help. I get it. But, like, maybe relying on him as your three for how bad this team is probably going to be for the next two or three years, you could be worse off. But they need a one. Okay. And they're yeah. not and they're not and they're not gonna get a one in this draft, I yeah. don't think. Maybe next year, because they're definitely gonna have top pick top five next there, year. The, the, there's not I don't think the receiver talent in this draft is very deep. Um I think they do have some nice guys that can go in the first round, but there's a drop off after that. And yeah, yeah. I, yeah they like it's you have to choose. Well, are you gonna take a quarterback or are you gonna take are you gonna take a receiver? And the, the number four, you're taking a quarterback. Like um five. That is who's who's picking five. That's uh, the Seahawks, right? Yeah, Seahawks. the Sea Chickens. Um, they have needs at defensive line, offensive line, and they actually they they need a third receiver as well. They they, they need someone to uh, uh, support Metcalf and um, what's his face? Lockett. Yes, Lockett. Thank you. Yeah, I think I think wide receiver should probably be like your fourth. Uh, thing you address they need they need interior help on the d-line they need they need o-line help as well um and that it also doesn't hurt to bolster your linebacking court like yeah you brought bobby wagner back that's great he had a good season last year with the rams but the rams were horrible that defense was on the field all the fucking time so of course he had a shitload of tackle uh, bolster your fucking front seven that would be my priority for seattle and, and trust me, and I hate saying that because fuck the Seahawks. Yeah. Lions, uh, they have uh, – we talked about them a little earlier, kind of their needs, and I think they are like a defensive stud away from really like being a game-changing team. Um, the offensive pieces are, are pretty close to being there, you know, like I – I mean, they could use a tight end. I think they could definitely upgrade a tight end after after losing Hawkinson. Um, but uh, I think they're going to go defensive. You know, I think they're going to go defensive. They could use a receiver, too. Like, I mean, they, they could use someone um, to uh, use a little more depth there at the receiver position. It gets a little thin after Almon Ross and Brown. But, um, yeah, I, I think that, uh, yeah, they, they get a defensive stud in this draft, which they will be in position to, to acquire. Uh yeah, they they can they can do some damage. Raiders. One more, well, yeah. Never mind. I agree with everything you said about Detroit. Detroit. Sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, anything else you want to? No, add? you're good. No, okay. you're good. You you nailed every point. Raiders. They have needs at cornerback, offensive line, and defensive line that are pretty pressing. Uh, what do you think? I mean, anybody on that defense outside of Max Crosby, like they need help everywhere. Because, I mean, they paid Chandler Jones last year, and he didn't do fucking anything. So, I mean, secondary would be where I would attack first. Um, Detroit and Oakland are – not Oakland, Vegas, sorry. Detroit and Vegas are both teams that kind of have that guy. Obviously, Detroit's better off. But they're in a position where they could think about a quarterback, but – it's more important to attack your more pressing needs on defense and your, and your skill positions that I think they'll pass on it. Um, so for Oakland, I would go defensive heavy in this draft and then O line somewhere in the middle. Yeah. I, uh, I agree with everything you said about them. 
Um, the question is, are they going to do what's best for themselves? You don't. You don't know with the Raiders. You just don't know. Uh, uh, no, you don't. You don't. You don't. You don't know with John Gruden. That's yeah. the thing. I. I we're, we're not going to see a Cleveland Farrell at four overall type of thing this year. That's just that can't happen. That can't happen, bro. Yeah, they don't have the fourth pick. Uh, <laughs> The Falcons draft eighth, and uh, their needs are uh, on the defensive side of the ball, which they've actually worked to address. They've actually done some – I thought Falcons have actually done some really nice offseason moves. Um, they, they were up there as far as – maybe maybe they should, maybe kind of got overlooked for um, uh, top five. But they had horrible pass rush rate last year. Horrible. They were like bottom of the league. Um, and they could really use uh, some – Defensive ends, but they also use some corner helps, and they they did go out and get the they got one uh, from uh, the guy from the from Detroit, um, Jeff Okuda. Okuda, and he's a, he's a nice piece, um, and he's lining up next to AJ Terrell, right? So like, they, but they, they they could use like get get like give me a give me a stud, give me a stud uh, cornerback, and and you got yourself a nice secondary that you can lock in. Yeah, and I think they could also use they 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 need wide receiver help yeah oh yeah, oh, yeah. They, have, they don't they don't have calvin ridley anymore you have drake london which is nice and kyle pitts is uh, which whatever great we'll see. The Jaguars, by the way i love the calvin Ridley pickup for the Jaguars. Yeah, yeah yes but at the same time like if this is a team that's going to march in the next season with desmond ritter as their starting quarterback you're going to want to fucking throw as many offensive skill positions at him as you possibly can yes. so there's there's definitely needs on defense but Atlanta quietly had one of the best off seasons they on did. the defensive side of the ball uh, than anybody else. The Bears are ninth. Uh, they have needs at a tackle position. Uh, they definitely need a tackle uh, for the inside. Uh, their D-line ranked was the worst D-line in football last year. It was the worst D-line. So they, they need help in the D-line. And they could definitely use uh, some help there in their secondary at defensive back. I think, I think with everything, all the moves they made at the linebacker position, their their, their primary position to attack should be the D line because you want to. What what betters a shaky secondary? That's a solid front four and a front seven. So I think I, I think D line corner could they should could definitely need some help, and then definitely. Build your O line to protect your fuck quarterback because Justin Fields got shaken up at the end of last season. Agreed. Uh, the Eagles draft ten. Um, but we know we know they need a d- defensive tackle. <laughs> they, they need D tackle. They need linebacker. They need edge rushers too, man. Like they, yeah. they they're getting old. <laughs> they need a safety. They need they a safety. Need sa- I mean, yeah, they need safety. They were able to keep their uh, Darius Slay, which is good for them. Mm-hmm. But it, it, they don't really need anything. Other, on the offensive side of the ball, the only thing I would be addressing is depth for the future. That's it. Because yeah. Jason Kelsey came back for a year. Cool. It's going to be his last year. I, I think running back, you're okay. Wide receiver, you're great. Tight end, you're good. Quarterback, obviously, you're fine. They just paid that man. He's the highest paid player in football history now. Um but I, I would be addressing my defensive needs early because their defense got gutted this offseason. 
Yeah, yeah, it did. It did. It, it, it's, you know, similar to the Chiefs, right? You have a really successful campaign. Guys are going to get paid because guys had good years for you to get there. Guys are going to get paid. Uh, Titans are 11th, and they have needs at the O-line, the wide receiver position, and at defensive back, to my knowledge. And quarterback. Yes, like, quarterback as well. The, quarterback. The, 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 the Tennessee Titans are – they're, they're having they're another fire sale team they're just doing it a lot quieter than everyone else because they don't have as many pieces that like i don't know the cardinals have or the rams have like right. the only piece well, that the that the, that the and you gotta have, be because if you're if you're fire sailing your team like the titans probably are um yeah. you got an asset like derrick henry you don't want to just lose your leverage you, you gotta you gotta try to find the best value for for when you decide to move from that asset right um, and they're shopping. They're shopping him now. Right. So, right. Uh, I think I, I would not be surprised if Derek gets moved during the first round. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, the Texans also draft twelve, so we're gonna skip. We're gonna talk about their needs, so we're gonna skip to the the Jets at thirteen. Uh, they need an offensive line. Uh, I mean, they need some help up front in the defensive tag. They need a safety as well. Uh, and uh, they got to figure out their quarterback situation. But I mean, they, you know, they should be getting Aaron Rodgers, right? Should be. Should you know, be. The thing is, it's Aaron Rodgers. Like you can never di- like discount Aaron's ability to be dramatic and unpredictable. Like he has that ability. Like it, it's it's who he is. You never know him. So until shit's signed, I don't. They do not have a quarterback until shit's signed. I think it. I think it gets done eventually. Um, but. It's going to be for no more than two years. So I think it to will, re- too. They're going to have to it wouldn't surprise me. It would, it, I wouldn't be surprised if I, like, you know, get, like, an alert on the phone and, like, some other team, like the 49ers, swoops in on, no. you know, on Aaron Rodgers. So, look, I, 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 like I said, I wouldn't be opposed to A-Rod back in the Bay, but he makes too much money. The Packers probably want too much, and we have other areas we need to address. Like, uh I'm good. I'm good off of it. It's just like Tom Brady wanting to come to us when he was like 44. Like, no, bro, you're like, you're a couple years too late. I'm good. So uh, the Patriots draft 14. They are uh, thin at cornerback. Uh, uh, they definitely need a tackle, and they 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 need receivers. They've all they always need receivers. Like they they cannot draft receivers to save their fucking lives. Um, I think that of that. If 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 I'm Bill, after making Mac Jones have Matt Patricia, a defensive guy, be his OC last year, uh, I'm. You, you gotta you invested too much into Mac, I think, and he played really well for the Patriots his rookie year. Like he got him to the playoffs. Yeah, I think I think you gotta build that front five in front of him. Uh, and the Patriots traditionally over the last couple of years, like their offensive su- success is built off of running the football and yeah. they lost, they lost, um, uh, Damien Harris. He went to the bills, right? Yeah. Yep. So they, they lost Damien Harris. They had, they still have Ramondre Stevenson, which is the guy I would pick between the two. They brought in James Robinson, who at this point in his career, I think is just going to be one of those rotational guys. Um, but I, I would be building people to get in front of Mac to protect him. If I'm Bill, that's just me. But there's definitely areas of that defense that need to address. Yes. The Packers have areas of defense to address as well. They need a safety. 
they also needed tight ends because they lost Runyon. And man, man, they need some receivers. Like <laughs> I feel like, yeah, they 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 got good there too. So, but those are my the biggest things I see for them. The Packers, I think, I look. They obviously have pressing needs at receiver. You need someone behind. You need another tight end. But, but David Bakhtiari's not getting any younger. He also isn't getting any healthier. If I'm the Packers. And my plan is to go forward with Jordan Love or someone I draft next year or two years from now. I need to solidify a fucking tackle for that blind side. And I, I think that's the way the Packers got to go. You're going to love what I have them drafting. You're going to love what I have them drafting. You're going to love this. I, I, have, I, have, I have some fun picks. I have some fun picks in my draft. I do, too. I have, a, I, have a co- I have a couple of fun ones as well. Right, I just, like- I, I, I try to be as realistic as possible. I put a lot of research yeah. into it. I try to be as realistic yeah. as possible. But you do have to, like, there's always the unpredictable. And it's fun to try to guess what that unpredictable is, right? So I did take a couple stabs in the dark. Um, the commanders uh, are at 16. Um, their, 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 their secondary was awful. Wow. Like, what, like, you can't describe how bad their cornerback play was last year. It was a train wreck. They need cornerbacks in the worst way. Um, they need an O-line, especially if they're trying to do the Sam Howell project. I think they need a quarterback. I don't think the commanders think they need a quarterback. Um, and they definitely could use upgrades at linebacker and tight end as well. I think they need a quarterback as well. I'm not blind there with you at all. Um, I Personally, and I don't. this isn't one of the trades I have in my mock, I think if... I think if Hendon Hooker is there for him for their second round pick or someone's making a push for Hendon Hooker at the end of the first, I wouldn't be surprised to see Washington jump up and go get him out of Tennessee. He was a Heisman favorite last year before he tore his ACL. Um, But, and then even if you draft him, like, yeah, you run with Sam Howell or whoever the fuck else for a year and let him fully recover. Uh, But they absolutely need, they, they need secondary help. Their D line is fine, um, and their wide receiver room: McLaurin, Curtis Samuel. Uh, I I would maybe venture. This is another. This is a good tight end draft as well. It like, is a good Logan, tight end draft. Yes, Logan, Logan Logan Thomas is a fine converted tight end in this NF, in, in the NFL, but it he he's oft injured and he, his production yeah. has. They need depth. They need depth in that years. position. Yeah. 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 Uh, another team that needs some serious secondary help uh, is drafting after the Commanders, the Steelers, and they need corners. Uh, they got depleted, and they need uh, an o- offensive line. Uh, they need a tackle. So the tackle and corners are like their their biggest biggest needs, like pressingly. They do have some other needs. Uh, D line. Uh, you know, you can say you, you can make a case for some other positions, uh, but there, there's two pressing needs on that team. That's the this, uh, uh, defensive backs and and uh, their offensive line tackle specifically. Yeah, I think I, I think you got to go. I think you got to go with a line or corner in the first round. Yeah. Um, like they go, the, their skill positions are set. Fryermuth, yeah. Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, Allen Robinson. Now, Th- their O line has been bad since for three years before Ben Roethlisberger retired. Like yeah. they cannot get their offensive line right. And if you've got a fucking like a generational running back like Najee Harris is, you need to fucking put people in front of him to open up lanes. 
Yes, you do. The Bucks are trying the Baker Mayfield experiment. Uh, in order to make this any uh, level of success, they will need to draft O linemen. Uh, and they will also need to improve their defense because their defense will probably be on the field a lot. So uh, they uh, definitely need uh, some help on that defensive line, and they definitely have uh, a gap in their uh, in the safety area. Um, they could really use some help in safety. Yeah, I think uh, defense would be – where they're picking, though, I think the players worth taking at that position are probably gone. And there's still valuable offensive line help at that position. And if you're if you're going with Baker Mayfield, you're going to need all the O line help you can fucking get. So, I, I I those are their two big pressing needs. And then maybe maybe I, I, again later on in the draft for them if they want to take a stab at one of these fucking tight ends because Brates getting older. Otten had a couple flashes with Brady last season, but how much was that him and how much was that? Yeah, they could definitely upgrade a tight end. This is a great draft to do that. This is definitely uh, a draft for um, – I'd be looking for some tight ends second or third round. Uh, all right, we're going to move uh, real quick to the Chargers, who has uh, – let's see. They have needs with wide receiver. Uh, they have needs at the defensive line at tight ends. Um, you know, at the end of the day uh, – they could always benefit from giving uh, Justin Herbert more options, um, which I think would be um, obviously very beneficial for Justin. Uh, but in general, just uh, the way to maximize their offense, because right now their offense, uh, Keenan Allen gets hurt a lot. Uh, their receiver play has been inconsistent, right? And even with a guy like Mike Williams, he's inconsistent. So um, definitely believe that uh, they can find some better options for him. Uh all right, Tyler just rejoined us here. Hello. Uh, so I heard everything you said. Sorry, I had, I had to pee. Uh, I'm, it is what it is. I, I've had a. I had the rest of that monster. Room, uh, huh? I had the rest of that monster alcohol drink, and boy, R.I.P. to the drywall in my house, because I'm gonna put some holes in some walls, dog. Yeah. That's what monster energy alcohol makes me want to do. But that, that is Chargers, that is that, that sounds like that sounds like it should be an illegal beverage. This is what it sounds like. It should be an illegal beverage. Huh? It should, but, no, I agree. I think the Chargers uh, the Chargers could absolutely benefit from upgrading their skill positions. Keenan Allen, older, oft injured. Mike Williams, yeah. consistently injured. Yeah. They brought back Darius Guyton. Cool. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, and then obviously Austin Eckler wanting to be traded. Like you got to find like their O line's great. Their O line, I don't think they need to attack the O line at all. Um, that's right. yeah, the Austin Eckler trade key, yeah. key depth on the defensive side of the ball absolutely helps because I mean depth at the D line because not only is Joey Bosa off injured, so is Khalil Mack. Uh, fucking Edron James. Also, another dude who who also can't stay healthy. Like you need depth on that side of the ball. But if you're in, sitting in the first round and you're the Chargers and one of the premier wide receivers is still sitting there for you, go up and get him to help your fucking quarterback. Okay, give him a, give him a helping hand. Um, 
Let's see. That was the Chargers we just talked about here. Uh, who was next? Sorry, I lost my spot here. Uh, the Ravens. All right. Well, the Ravens need – I mean, I still think they need more depth at receiver. I don't think OBJ is your answer. Uh, I think they He's need – uh, some they definitely need some cornerback help. Uh, they need they they could uh, absolutely use a little bit of help on the edge rushers. Um, and they also, I mean, they also lost Clayus Campbell. They need to they need to find uh, you know some depth there. So their D line in general, I think, just needs some help. But they need a resolution to Lamar. Like <laughs> that's what they need. This is a fucking more than anything. They need to resolve the Lamar drama. Yeah, and I, it's not coming in this draft. No, it's not. They don't pick. They don't pick high enough, and I don't think they'll be willing to trade up. But I, I do think, like that they signed his quarter. They, they signed the backup uh, Huntley. I oh, do. I do yeah. like Tyler yeah. Huntley. Yeah, I thought, I thought that was. I thought that was. I mean, you might have to use him. Hey. He might be a starting quarterback. <laughs> he made, hey, he made the Pro Bowl last year. He had. He threw two touchdowns and made the Pro Bowl. There you go. Uh, let's see. The Vikings uh, are next, uh, the, and they lost Dalvin Tomlinson, so we know that they're going to need uh, to find some depth there at defensive tackle. Um, and they might still be able to find one there. Uh, they, I think they could use a, a true wide receiver, too. Uh, they need some help at linebacker. Uh, honestly, I mean, they kind of need they kind of need help a lot of places. Defensive tackle, cornerback, like, they're, they're the, the, the Vikings – are hurting. I think they're going to take a step back from where they were last year for sure. They're not going to be, yeah. you know, 13-win team for sure. The Vikings definitely need help at every single level of their defense. And I agree. I think they also need they, – they need to find a true wide receiver too. Adam Thielen was that for a while, but he's older, injured, uh, and now he's in Carolina. So I think – you can find that depth elsewhere. And if you're Minnesota, maybe you're Kevin O'Connell. Maybe you're sitting there thinking, okay, maybe I can. we can win 10 games next year the way we did this year by one-score games, by just having our offense light everything up. Right. Um, we're going to go to the Jags real quick. They, they actually don't have a whole lot of needs. I feel like they, they, see, they, they had a, a quiet good um, offseason and maybe should have been consideration there for one among the better offseasons. Uh, I, I love uh, the Calvin Ridley signing. Um, I mean, their defense is solid. Like, they could use some depth at the cornerback position. They could use some depth at the edge. Um, and they could use some depth uh, at their um, with their O-line rotation. Um, so uh, you can never get enough. When you have, like, uh, when you have your guy at quarterback, when you know you have your guy at quarterback, you need to protect him at all costs. Uh, they, have, they know they have their guy at Trevor Lawrence. They need to protect him, right? Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. They have to go a lot. Um, the Giants. They got they got their they got their quarterback right. They they signed Daniel Jones to that contract. They need to give him some help. They need to give him some help. Give him some receiving options. Give him some give him some linemen. And for the love of God, get some cornerbacks as well. They they like get some get some defensive backs. In that secondary, like uh, those are the three positions they focus on. I think that the Giants could actually make some noise um, yeah. in their division. Like their front seven is quietly very good. Yeah. On the on the defensive side of the ball, so secondary additions will help. Um, but if I just paid forty million dollars for a guy who just threw fifteen touchdown passes and that was his best statistical career since his rookie season, yeah, yeah O line help. Would definitely fucking yeah, 
And, and not only that, you got you're probably going to have Saquon playing on the franchise tag, and you don't want him getting hurt either. Cool. Um, at 27, my Bills finally are drafting, and, and we we got some needs. You know, we do. Uh, the our defensive line is good on the outside. It needs some. It needs some beefing up on the inside. Uh, our linebackers. Um, I mean, we lost Tremaine Edmonds, right? Like uh, that's if we can find a good linebacker somewhere in the second or third round, that would be awesome. Uh, right, running back, we're 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 lacking. I know we got Damian Harris, but we're lacking like a true bruiser running back, right? Like someone that's like well above two hundred pounds, and that's what I think that something the Bills could could really use as and well. doesn't play quarterback for the Bills. Yeah. Yes, yeah. no, I, I think running back should be. I, I, I we need I Josh Allen's true. number of games that he's the leading rusher to be zero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, uh, and yeah. I, I think that's why the Bills' name is involved with both Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook. I think and I, they've been linked to running backs in this draft too. Yeah, and I think I think you're more uh, liable to get Dalvin Cook just because unless you offer up the premium for Henry, I don't see the Titans dishing them up to an AFC uh, affiliate. That's just me. Yeah. Um, moving to the Bengals, who, again, had a great offseason. Uh, they do have a situation there at their tackle where Jonah Williams is, is requesting a trade. So if there's a guy that falls to you at tackle, I think you take him. Um, I mean, Jonah Williams is good, but he's not that special. And if he, if he wants a trade, get an asset for him. Yeah, get a tackle in this draft. Uh, they could also use a tight end. They could also give 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 uh, Joe uh, Joe Burrow. They went and got Ersmith Jr. to replace the loss of uh, Hayden Hurst, um, which was fine, like fine, you know, is but what Earth it is. Smith Jr. Earth this Smith is a draft really, where you, you got some real pass catchers, though. You got some real pass catching options at the tight end in this draft that could really boost uh, Joey B. So um, I, I'm all about them getting a tight end. The only reason why anybody know Irv Smith Jr.'s name is because he's been like, like a potential breakout tight end in fantasy for the last two years. His problem is he can't stay healthy. So yeah, tight end would some definitely be somewhere I would address, and maybe finding someone to replace Eli Apple because that motherfucker is burnt toast. Oh, Eli Apple's no longer on the uh, on the Bengals, which I thought was actually one of their best moves. They got rid of Eli Apple. So where the uh, fuck did he go? I can't remember, but he is no longer a Bengal. I do know that for a fact. He is no longer a Bengal. Um, okay. So they did get rid of Eli, Eli Apple, and they yes, you're right that they could use um, some help in the secondary, uh, which is something that I overlooked. Absolutely. Um, Saints. Let's see. D line. O line. Yeah. D line. O line would. Tight end. Tight end in the middle round, sure. But they're they're in the, the Saints are another team. Their defense got gutted, gutted during gutted. during this last offseason. Yeah. So yeah, you want to build that team back? Like you still have Marshawn Lattimore, you still have Tyron Matthew, right? You, but they also got Derek Carr. They need to give him some options. They need they need to give him some support. They need to build they build around that. Um, I. I, and they got needs on both sides of the ball, and I think they're going to have to focus on one side or the other this this offseason because they're not going to hit both. They got too many needs I on agree. both sides. I agree with you. I think they press the defensive side a little bit harder just because, yes, he needs weapons, but 
you have Chris Olave, who they drafted last year in the first round. They have Michael Thomas for whatever the fuck that's supposed to mean. And then uh, you, you, Alvin Kamara, well, who knows if he's going to jail? Probably. But if he does, he does. Yeah, I, I think defense is what they hammer. I, I disagree. I think they're gonna go. I think they're gonna go offensive this year. I think they went after Derek Carr, and they're gonna try to build around Derek Carr. They're gonna try to give him some help on the line. They're gonna try to give him at least another one or two options to throw to. Okay, I'm making a mental note. Don't worry. Don't worry. I got I got a tracker here to actually to actually keep track. So, so we will. Okay. And then uh, let's see. We got we already talked about the Eagles uh, earlier. Uh, so that leaves us only with the Chiefs, and then we can get to our mock draft. The Chiefs. Well, shit. <laughs> they kind of need everything a little bit. They just need, they, they're missing a lot of depth is, is the thing. They still have some obviously really talented players. Wide receiver core, gutted. Uh, offensive line needs improvement. Um, defensive ends, they're, they're rushers. Like, they, they, like, yeah, they, they brought in what's-his-face from San Francisco. Um, Charles Amenahu. Yeah, he's not replacing Frank Clark. You're absolutely no. right about that. They need more help there. Um, secondary, they need a safety. They fucking lost Juan Thornhill, who was playing really well for them. Um, yeah, they got a lot of needs. They need help in a lot of places. They do not. Um, They they have enough needs that they do not strike me as a Super Bowl contender at the moment. At the moment, we'll see how we'll see how they come out of the offseason. They the the, the Chiefs at the moment. Sure, at the moment, but right now it's uh it's a. Uh, let's wait until like I don't know, halfway through the first quarter of Week One when Patrick Mahomes already has fucking two hundred yards passing. Like, yeah, let's right. wait until then. I mean, yeah, like I'm still gonna like probably like draft Kelsey as my number one, right? Like, <laughs> oh, probably, <laughs> probably, probably, or you, or you could leave, or him keep him. I'm probably gonna keep him, right? Um, or you could leave anyway. him for a friend. <laughs> Let's get on to the mock draft, and before we do, we do have an announcement we want to make to anyone who's listening, and that is that we are going to be, uh, we're really going to be trying to take this uh, channel up a notch and uh, try to be more consistent with it. We haven't been super consistent about it in the past, uh, and that's something we want to do, and uh, we want to also ex- uh, increase the, the content we provide. So uh, we are going to start uh, doing live streaming, and it's going to start on Thursday with the NFL draft. So Please tune in. Come check us out. Uh, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be uh, doing this on Twitch, and we'll be linking that to the podcast as well. So when this uh, air, uh, episode airs, I'll be looking out uh, for the link as well. So yes, thank yes, you everyone yes. in advance uh, who comes and joins us. Now, just a just, just a quick just a quick buyer beware because some people because uh, like last year I would live stream Twitch for NFL games, and and some people left. Yeah, but my family is in the room sometimes. Um, now, Thursday, Thursday, for at least a good chunk of the first round, uh, my wife and my daughter won't be home, but I will have my one uh, year and a half old son. And boy, howdy, if he isn't just just an emotional, dramatic little motherfucker right now. So if, if you don't, if you don't want to hear you know kids crying every now and again, well. It's all right. Tyler's going to remember he has a mute button very soon, so you won't hear the crying baby. <laughs> oh, okay, that's, that's, also, that's also true, but if I if I have to mute that many times, I'm going to have to learn fucking sign language. Ah, that's all right. I'm, I'm, not, I'm the host. I can mute you too, so I, that's all right. I can mute <laughs> don't worry. Right. Don't worry. There will not be any crying babies. We will mute the crying babies. Um, 
That sounds awful. It sounds like I'm like absolutely good crying babies now. <laughs> no, they're annoying. I really, come on, man. Uh, like, it, like it, it's it, it's it's real sad and like you hear crying for the first five minutes. You're like, good god. Especially when it's your child. You're like, I want to yeah. help so bad. And then when it doesn't stop, you're just like, how about you shut the fuck up? All right. Are you ready to reveal this mock draft? Are you yes. ready to do this? I'm so fucking ready. I'm so excited for this. Yeah. All right. Was all right. And I apologize. I have not. I do not do cocaine. I have like my like beard is like tickling my nose, so I've been real, like rubbing my nose a lot. I do not. I smoke weed, obviously, but I do not do cocaine. So for those of you wondering why I'm rubbing my nose so much, it's my beard is tickling right now. <laughs> um, number one, what you got? Where are the Panthers taking it? Number one. I I I got him taking Bryce Young. Yep. I I, I think the the more I look, look, I know Frank Reich's quarterback build is the bigger guy, Philip, you know Philip Rivers, Matt mm-hmm. Ryan, Carson Wentz, um, and apparently that's that hasn't worked. So I think they take the the most complete NFL ready quarterback right now, and I do believe out of the first round class that we have right now, I do believe that's Bryce Young, and I think that Carolina's known that for a while. Um, it also became a little bit more apparent when two weeks ago, Bryce Young canceled all the rest of his fucking top 30 visits. I think he knew where he was going, and I think the Panthers made it pretty clear to him. I think it's Bryce Young coming off the board one to Carolina. All right, Bryce Young. I locked it in. Locked it in. Bryce Young, that's what we both got. And I agree with you. I think he has great leadership. I think the overall talent you can't you can't go wrong with. I think it's going to flourish under Frank Reich. I think that's a great fit for him, uh, as far as like a, a coaching personnel standpoint. Um, would love for the Panthers to have better receiving options for him, but I, I think that that's that's a good fit. I think it's a good pick, and I think that's what uh, I think that's what they're going to do. Yeah. Uh, number two, the Texans. They news came out of there today. There's some news that came out of there today. Apparently, apparently they changed their tune about the quarterback, and they are hot and heavy. But the guy I think they're taking at number two, Will Levis out of Kentucky. And Vegas agrees with me, and he has become the odds-on favorite to go number two. Okay, mind you, mind you, just a couple years ago that Vegas also had Mac Jones going three overall. You can't believe all the hype that you're believing. Like everything you hear. Yeah, I mean, it, it's smoke. It's the NFL draft, bro. It's smoke and mirrors season. That's all. You're right. I will explain why I think they're taking Will Levis, but go ahead and tell, give me your pick. So, you went with the recent news that just came out about the Houston Texans about what they're planning on doing. I'm. Taking, it, it helped lock in, but I was already, I was already leaning that way already. So I'm gonna lean into the narrative that Houston was leading with. Uh, uh, three, four weeks ago. Not just that, I, I I know their head coach very well. We talked about what they need. I don't, they're not taking a quarterback at two. I have them taking Will Anderson Jr., defensive end out of Alabama. I think D'Amico wants to build his front four. I think that's exactly what the fuck he wants, and he's going to get the best player in this draft. I agree with you that if they do go that direction, that is the guy they're taking. 
I agree with you on that. And I agree with you that there, and I do think there is a possibility that they do go that direction. I genuinely believe they, by all accounts, really like Will Levis, but also he is the guy that will help their franchise. I truly believe that Will Levis, when this all said and done, is going to be, it's going to be him and Bryce Young are going to be the best two quarterbacks out of this draft. It's going to be him and Bryce Young. Um, he has the arm talent. Yeah, he has he has a cannon, an absolute cannon. He threw 65% at uh, Kentucky, which doesn't sound that impressive. But he went 17-7 and seven at Kentucky, which is in which is the easily uh, basketball program in the SEC, a football conference, uh, playing a pro style. And he got twice as many pressures as any of the as this next closest quarterback uh, to him. So he was getting constantly pressured. He still put up a 17-7 record. Still had a two-to-one interception to touchdown. Uh, t- excuse me, touchdown to interception ratio. Um, he is a tank. I mean, he is just he's he's a linebacker. He, he's a, he's built like a linebacker. Uh, he reminds me of if you took Justin Herbert's arm talent and you put him in Josh Allen's body. Um, that that's kind of the the, the physical uh, uh, prototype that he reminds me of. He does struggle a little bit with uh, layering at three levels uh, and taking it uh, taking a little bit off the ball uh, when he needs to. So he he has he struggles with touch. He really had a hard time with that at, uh, at the draft days and and, and uh, his pro day showings. Um, but everywhere else, I mean, like his arm talent is is fantastic. Yes. I don't hate the pick. I don't. I I'm just I'm leaning into what like and like I know I just told you a couple minutes ago. Don't believe everything that they fucking hear. I'm not trying to believe everything that the media is feeding us about the draft, just because I know very well it's a lot of smoke and mirrors. But at the same time, like I know their fucking I know their head coach. Yeah. And I know how he was taught how to build a team and it's through the trenches. And I think, I think they take the best player available in the best player in this draft. And I, I think they go with Will Anderson. It's, and that's, you know, the thing about this draft too is uh, because the Texans have been so good at creating mystery on the number two pick, just from that alone, it cascades the, the, the very different options that teams, the directions teams might go. Right. And it makes the mock traps just just insane. I know. Just yeah. wait. <laughs> All right, Cardinals. Cardinals. They're going number three. And oh, uh, again, we we said they need everything. Who do you think they're taking? Are, they? are the Cardinals drafting free? I would love for them to trade out of there. I think they should. I I have them trading. Yeah. This is my this is my one of one in my mock draft. This is one of my two trades. Okay. And I and I have them flip-flopping with the team that's right below them, the Indianapolis Colts. I think with Bryce flying off the board and Will Anderson going two, C.J. Stroud is left on the board, and I think the Cardinals, because the Cardinals have already been fielding calls for the number three pick. I think at that point, when that fucking clock hits 10 minutes and then it's 9 minutes, 59 seconds, the Cardinals line is going to be blowing up at a quarterback needy teams. Because nobody, I, I don't think anybody in any war room was expecting C.J. Stroud to be there at three. And I think Indianapolis is the one that ends up winning the battle. 
and I have the Cardinals and the Colts flipping picks three and four, and I have the Indianapolis Colts getting their quarterback of the future, C.J. Stroud at three. And who are the Cardinals taking at four? Tyree Wilson, defensive end out of out of uh, 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 Texas Tech. Sorry, oh, Texas Tech. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. I have um, I have the same exact players going to the same exact teams, just not yeah. doing the trade. Well, so, so like the, the the way I put it into it is just because exactly how I explained it out. No, everybody thought Houston's going to take a quarterback. Well, CJ fell to three. Teams are now war room phones are going to be lit the fuck up with teams trying to trade up with Arizona to go get them. Teams like like teams sitting at picks eight, nine, ten that could need a quarterback. Like a team like Las Vegas, Tennessee, someone willing to fucking give up some capital to go up and get someone who did they didn't think was going to be there. Right. No, I mean, I, I, makes sense. Uh, definitely, that definitely could happen, and it would be a great way for the Cardinals to maximize, uh, you know, obviously their their uh, draft capital. Um, Let's go to uh, so we that kind of covered the uh, third and fourth pick. I would we we should probably talk about the, uh, the prospects a little bit. Tyree Wilson, uh, defensive end out of Texas Tech, uh, has a historically long wingspan, uh, freakish athlete, uh, and is uh, I think I think the NFL scouts uh, from every report I've read see him as the highest upside player, although probably not as as ready as uh, Will Anderson is. Yeah. Uh, step in day one uh, does need to work on his first step and doesn't have uh, you know the 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 plethora of pass rushing moves that Will Anderson has. Yeah, and when you're talking about Arizona, Arizona's sitting now in my mock or in your spot, they're sitting at a spot where they have the they have the luxury of being able to take the best player available, and Arizona needs damn near everything. So yeah, they go out and they get one of the best defensive players on the board, and they start building through their defensive line. Something you can build around. Um, and then, as far as uh, C.J. Stroud, uh, he is uh, probably the best pocket talent as far as pocket skill goes. He has huge red flags due to his size when he measured at under five foot ten. So. Um, yeah, he, yeah. It's been it's been an issue, um, and he is his stock is dropping. And the Colts, however, I think see enough talent in him. Um, I think they're gonna take him. I don't think I don't think the Colts would pass on. And I think that he is the much more ready prospect over Anthony Richardson. So yeah. I would I would uh, definitely say the Colts if he fits their style of play. Uh, I think that he makes a lot of sense there. And I think the Colts, even if they if they sit at four, they trade up to three to go get them. I think they're happy with C.J. Stroud because yeah. most of this fucking draft process, they've been sitting there thinking, have been mostly debating, at least in the media, with Anthony Richardson or Will Levis. Well, now you get a guy you didn't think was available to you, and he either you trade up for him or he falls in your lap. And I really don't think Will Levis will be available to them. But I know that in your in your mock, I think you still have him available. So we'll see where he goes yep. in your mock. I'm very curious to see that. Uh, let's go to number five, the Sea Chickens. Uh, I have them drafting Will Anderson Jr., who is, uh, I think, at this point, the best player on the board. Okay. Oh, all right. All right. Sure. In your mock, yes. In my mock, yes. I have him drafting Will Anderson Jr. Uh, he is a disruptive force on the edge. 
He had uh, insanely high floor. He's already like I, I don't I don't I just don't see bust uh, worry with him. I don't I don't see that with the guy. He had two hundred and seven pressures in three in a three year career. Two hundred and seven pressures in a three year career. Uh, just to put that into perspective, like most guys that are like having outstanding years get like fifty pressures. A fifty pressure season is an outstanding season. This guy averages seventy two a year. <laughs> like that is insane. Um, yeah, you can step in right away. Uh, who do you have going five? In my ma- in my mock, Will Anderson's gone. I have Seattle drafting defensive tackle Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter fills an immediate need for them, and Jalen Carter has also had three visits with the Seahawks. The Seahawks have been very vocal that they have decided to move on from him, though. You're still going with him there? Yeah, I am. Uh, he's. I mean, it, yeah, we're going to move on from him. That's fine. But when you're sitting at five – and the two best edge rushers are off the fucking board. Corner is not your necessary immediate need as much as your interior defensive line is. And I guess I, he's think, got I would be willing to make a side bet on this one that the that the Seahawks do not take Carter. And I have a reason why I, I believe that they don't. I, I, I and that I is that your, I want to hear your reason before I agree to a bet. Okay, so here here's what the Seahawks organization is. Right, they like to um, play what they think is 3D chess, when really what they're doing is just playing a really complicated game of checkers, right? And they always try to, like, make things more complicated than it has to be. And so they've been, you know, first they did all the stuff about, yeah, we're going to go Jalen Carter. Like, you know, they're putting out the fact that, you know, that they're letting people know the fact that, you know, Pete Carroll doesn't worry about guys with the history. He's, he's taking chances on guys like that, right? The reality is the people that run the organization, the owners of that organization, are terrified. Of, of, of players with bad character. And I know that because they're the same owners that run the Portland Trailblazers organization, which is my favorite basketball team and the organization I follow religiously. And it's the same fucking assholes running the Seahawks. And I can tell you right now, they are scaring themselves fucking shitless over Jalen Carter's the fact that he has all these things coming out about his work ethic uh, being terrible. The fact that uh, he literally killed someone uh, and uh, accepted a plea deal to get out of going to jail. Um, yeah, they're they're terrified. They're, 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 there's legit there's legit concern in Seattle about his character, and I think they're saying okay. Away. So so what are we looking for out of a side bet? I think uh, I think pushups on the on the live stream. Pushups. Push-ups on the live stream. Just because you're wearing a U.S. Army shirt right now does not mean you get to fucking wager physical activity. No. Wow, all right. I haven't done PT in like a month and a half, bro. Could we not? All right, let, let, let's, do, let's do 20 bucks. 20 bucks at least gets you your favorite little fucking, either your favorite little six-pack of IPAs or your little fucking... 20 bag or whatever the fuck you're smoking on. I think 20 bucks is more than fair. All right. We got 20 bucks that uh, on Jalen Carter. Uh, I'm going to put this here in my notes. Uh, I'm keeping track of all our picks, so we will be able to come back and see how we did, which, uh, you know, it's funny because, like, you know, like, everything sounds so good in your head when you're making this, and, like, reality happens, and it's like, shit just doesn't line up the way you think it does. Right? 
Uh, all right, this one was $20 bet. All right, it's locked in. Okay, Lions. I have the Lions taking the chance on Jalen Carter. And if he slides to six, I don't think they can resist him. He is the highest-rated defensive, tack, uh, defensive tackle prospect in, in like, years. Um, and, yeah, I think he's going to go to the Lions. I think they need a defensive stud to make a difference, and that is – like it, it just clicks, and I yeah, I think he goes to Detroit at six. Okay, well, I have them locking in their defensive fucking last defensive piece at the cornerback position, taking Christian Gonzalez at six. I think Cam Sutton and Emmanuel Mosley are are good picks for them, or were good pickups for them. But they're not long-term answers. And especially by trading Jeff Okuda away and only getting a fifth-round pick back for him. I think – and he was the number three overall pick, I believe, in his draft class. I think they go out, they get the, they get the best cornerback in the fucking draft, solidify their secondary, not just for, for now, but for the future going forward as well. Is he the best corner in the draft? I'm, I'm an Oregon I, fan. I, I love, I love sure, Christian I'm Gonzalez. Sure. I don't know that he's the best cornerback. He's he's he is one of the top. He's he's it's him, but there's I think another one that that could that you could say Devin Witherspoon. I think you could put Devin Witherspoon up there with him. Yeah, and I think they're interchangeable. I think Christian Gonzalez goes to Detroit. All right, I I wouldn't. I mean, I, I when I made my mock, I I I thought about putting a cornerback there. Like I see that. I I could definitely see them going that direction. I think they're going to go Jalen Carter. I think he's going to be there, and I think that uh, if he is, they get, if Jalen Carter is not there, I agree with you. They go, yeah. they go cornerback. Uh, okay, this is where my draft gets a little. This is where my mock uh, goes a little wonky because I think the Raiders are going to do the most Raider shit of all time. <clears throat> They're going to draft Anthony Richardson, quarterback out of Florida. No. Yes, they are. They're not going to be able to resist his athleticism the freakish athleticism that he is and uh i mean at the end of the day they're just going to put jimmy garoppolo right back into the quarterback hill he came out of <laughs> so like he yeah i think i think they're going to interested i think and i think they don't see garoppolo i mean i think they even though they paid garoppolo i absolutely see them being like okay this is a guy that is a prospect that we can work down the road and 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 have you know Jordan love it kind of you know what I mean like they did with uh, Aaron Rodgers over there in uh, in Green Bay. Oh yeah, it just, just strikes me as a Raider thing to do. I, it's not what I think they should do, mind you. I don't think that's the best thing for them to do. I concede that, but I do think that's what the Raiders will do. You think the it, you, you, they're going to put him in the exact same position they just put him in with Trey Lance? You yes. don't think the his the history that Jimmy has with Josh McDaniels. You don't think that was part of the conversation. I don't. Jimmy doesn't want to be a mentor. Jimmy wants an opportunity to play. I, I think like it absolutely could have been part of their. Or I, I just don't look. I, I I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I want another twenty dollars on this because it's not. No, because this is no. This is my, this is my crazy shit. No, this is like the one thing I, I could actually. I, I can absolutely be wrong on this. Absolutely, I can be wrong on this. This is fuck. Not no, I'm not putting twenty bucks on it. 
But I definitely think it's a possibility. I really do. I think it's a real possibility that the the, the Raiders consider Anthony Richardson at seven. No. At seven, the Raiders, knowing every hole they have to finish, fix on yep. fucking defense, yep. they take Devin Witherspoon. I mean, that would, that would be a really smart pick. Yeah, it would. A lot yeah. smarter than Anthony fucking Richardson, and I'm going to bite my tongue as we move on to the next pick. <laughs> uh, Devin Witherspoon, right? Yeah. Yep. All right. Number eight, I have Christian Gonzalez going eight to the Falcons. Uh, I think they shore up that uh, secondary uh, and just they have a really nice uh, three cornerback rotation there with Christian Gonzalez, uh, opposite AJ Terrell. Um, and then you got the guy that uh, Okuda uh, coming in as well. Um, Christian Gonzalez, uh, great size, great agility for defensive back, excellent ball instincts. He had four interceptions and six breakups in uh, 2022 in the last college season. Um, uh, playing for Oregon, really, really broke out that year. Uh, f- phenomenal, phenomenal talent. I mean, the way he can move for the size he is 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 really, really fantastic. Um, so I think he'll be great with the Falcons. Who do you, who do you have at eight? I know he's already off your board, so who, who do you have? I, I think he would be great with the Falcons as well. But – it's time for my second trade. Oh, shit. Okay. I have Tennessee Titans jumping to number eight and taking Anthony Richardson. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. If he doesn't go to the Raiders, he goes to um, the Titans. 100% agree. I, I, look, Tannehill's Tannehill's a bit past his prime. I mean, a bit is being very nice about it as well. He's a bit past it. They have no receiving options. Traylon Burks is their wide receiver one. I think, and and they're obviously not sold on Malik Willis as well. No, they're not. I, I don't. I, I think I think they take the chance. I think they trade up at eight, flip flop with Atlanta. I have Anthony Richardson off the board, quarterback out of Florida. Anthony. Richardson, the new Tennessee Titan. I think there is a really good chance that Richardson ends up in uh, Tennessee if he does not go to Oakland. And I do, I, I legitimately do think Oakland is looking at quarterback play. I legitimately do. Um, I'd be surprised by it, but I don't think they're. I, it's got to fall to them. Yeah. And it's got to fall to them to a point where there, there's no other, like defensive player that would be worth taking over him because they do have a guy that can at least bridge the gap for two years. Yeah. At nine, the Bears, I think, are going to take offensive tackle. Um, and I think they're going to take the most consistent offensive tackle in Peter Skaronsky, offensive tackle out of Northwestern. He's a little undersized, but he, he gave up pressure on six out of 474 passing snaps. That's 1.3% of his snaps. He gave up pressure. Not a horrible pick at all. Not a horrible pick whatsoever, especially with everything they got in that trade with Carolina. I have them taking Miles Murphy. Who? Defensive end. Miles Murphy. Defensive end. I believe out of Clemson. Okay. Well, all right. How far down on his on your board is he? Uh, he's... he's, he's 
He's a consensus top 12 pick. Yes. No, no, man. Yes, he is. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I do not have him in my top 12. Yeah, he goes. I have him going. I have the Bears going edge rusher at nine. I think I think they can absolutely address their offensive line needs and depth further into the draft. I think they absolutely they keep Brian Pools keeps building that fucking defense back. Up. I think I think the Bears go offensive tackle. I don't see them. I don't see it. I mean, they they more or less said they're drafting an offensive tackle there unless Jalen Carter falls there. So if Jalen Carter falls there, I think they go that direction. Again. I'm not listening to anything. Well, we're we're thinking about or we're probably yeah, going to. That's fair. That, 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 yeah. I, I'm not. I, I, I'm trying to. I'm I'm piecing together what makes the most sense for me at what's available for each team. And I think them taking an edge rusher at nine, everything they added on defense this offseason. Build that shit the fuck up because they the definitely Bears do need to build their D line. They definitely need to build their D line. I can't argue with the that. Bears, I, th- the I Bears, think the Bears couldn't stop a goddamn nosebleed last year. Everything. I think they keep fucking just padding it the fuck up. That's my opinion. But offensive ta- look, offensive tackle is not also it's not also a fucking a position you turn your nose up to because yeah. you got to protect your fucking quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, we do. You absolutely do. Eagles uh, at 10. What you got? Lucas Van Ness, defensive end out of Iowa for Philly. They need like, – their their defensive line got gutted at, on the interior, but they, they need to add young bodies to their, to their fucking edge rushers as well. Outside of Hassan Riddick. Like, they need young guns on the edge. They could obviously use fucking linebackers, but I don't... I did not see a linebacker through my research. That would be there's, 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 there's not a linebacker going in the first round. I mean, yeah, if there is, it, it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd be a reach and it'd be a surprise. That's what but. I'm saying. So, like, you can build other pieces of your defense. You get the best available player for you that you need. So, I got him going Van Ness out of Iowa. Uh, I, I do have him working on uh, the D-line as well. I have him going on the interior of it, though. I have him going on Kalijah Kansi uh, out of Pittsburgh, um, who has just an incredibly explosive first step and is an excellent pass rusher, excellent pass <laughs> rusher. See. <laughs> What's so funny? Woo! I mean, he's, I got him in the first round. Okay. I got him down there, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah he's, he's on the second page. I'll just put it second. that way. He's on the second page. Still the first round. Second page. Okay. So, okay, Lucas Van Ness. Sorry, sorry I had to, I had to uh, lock in your uh, selection there. Yep. All right, so we're on to number 11. Number 11. We're on number 11. Now, this is the pick that – this is the Falcons for you. I have them here. They yes. traded back from eight. Uh, so you have the Falcons picking here. I I still have the Titans in this pick. Yep. I have I have the Titans taking uh, Darnell Wright, offensive tackle, uh, out of Tennessee. Okay. Um, and he, you want to know something impressive about Darnell Wright? Uh, and he played against Bama last year, and uh, squared up against Will Anderson Jr. the entire game. Gave up one pressure. 
one pressure. Well, that, that's fucking beast mode. Um, dude can ball. So I got him taking uh, Darnell Wright. I if uh, if Anthony Richardson was there, I would I would have probably had him taking Anthony Richardson first. So because I don't have him there, uh, they're not taking him. But uh, I, I uh, I'm guessing uh, that I, I know that's who you take. But I'd love to know who you have for the Falcons. So for Atlanta, sitting at 11 after the trade with Tennessee, you've got a young dude at quarterback, unproven. Yeah. Desmond Ritter, he, I mean, he was, what, a third-round pick, second-round maybe? Yeah, so – and he played the last four games of last year after they benched Mariota, but he wasn't very inspireful. But, I mean, with just Drake London and a Kyle Pitts who kind of didn't really show up last year, how do you, how do you really expect him to be? Right. I, have them, I have them adding wide receiver help. Jackson Smith and Jigba, wide receiver, to the Atlanta Falcons. Give him another piece. Their O line's not great, but it's not horrible. I don't hate the idea of going with a receiver, but that's the one you're going with that that pick. Yep. Okay. I have him as my third best receiver. I I I get it, but you already have like like Drake London's the big bodied receiver. Yeah. That's yeah, your. Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not calling him this. I'm just merely basing it off. He, he's your X route. He's your X route. He's your Julio Jones prototype. Like, I'm not calling him Julio Jones, but that's that is your X wide receiver. Correct. You got Kyle Pitts who can take out the linebacker or the free safety, and you can line up Jackson Jackson Smith and Jigba on the second best corner on whatever team you're playing against, and they're playing in the NFC fucking South. Which can't, it honestly isn't that great. And we just watched, we just watched an eight nine team win that division this last year. So, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I could see them taking a receiver. I don't think I, that that's not the one I would take, but I, I, I could see it. Um, I could see them taking a look if there's a quarterback there. I'm taking a quarterback. The Falcons, because, like you said, I don't think they're they're sold on on what I they mean, got going right now. There there is one quarterback left in my draft, and it's the guy that you sent to Houston with the number two pick. It's true. It's true. Um, gosh, you think the Titans would take would take Richardson over over over? I do. Levi, or I do. Uh, Levis, excuse oh, me. Over, over Will Levis, yes, I do. Yeah. Because I think even if somehow they have to hold on to Hill, like Richardson's a little bit of a project. He's mm-hmm. not a dude that you're going to throw in there week one. I think if you have to hold on to Tannehill for whatever, it's not going to be Malik Willis. It's not. So you give Anthony Richardson, even if you give the Tennessee Titans are not winning that division anyway. You give him half a season to learn and build, and he comes in week eight, nine, ten, and you know the Tennessee Titans are a two-three win team, and then give him his playing reps toward the the end of this this next season. Who knows? <clears throat> well, let's go to the Texans. They have their second pick of the first round at number twelve, and this is where I have 
Lucas uh, Van Ness going at defensive end. Because uh, I, 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 I agree. I do think they're trying to build uh, – I do think they're trying to build some edge uh, rushers there. I think they can still get a very high-quality edge rusher um, and get their franchise quarterback if they go in this order. And I think that the I think that the Texans have enough sense to do that as well. As much as I appreciate what you were saying about stacking up that defense, and I agree with you, and I think that that, that the quarterback pick is going to be more or less quarterback and then full-on defense after that. Um, I think this is a great spot for uh, for them to take a uh, defensive end right here. Oh, and how the turns table. Right. Yeah. Quarterback, Kentucky, Will Levis goes to Houston at 12. They'll go fair. They got their guy. They get their guy regardless. They get the best overall player in the draft at two. Will Levis, yes, agreed. No, Will Anderson. And then they get Will Levis at twelve, so they still get their fucking quarterback regardless. I, th- I think it's I think it's fantasy to think that Will Levis will last to the twelve. Right, I think it's a fantasy. You think Anthony Richardson's going seven to the Raiders, but that one is a little that one, that, yeah, that, that one's a leap of faith. I get it. That one's a leap of faith. But again, it's it seemed like the most Raider thing I could think of. So I get it, but you don't get to shame me for agreeing with you on the quarterback for Houston's future, even though I took him 10 picks later. I don't appreciate that, sir. I will shame the fuck out of you. All right, you got you got Will Levis. Yeah. At 12. All right. Um I do like I do like your I do like where your head's at. And I I will say this. What you said thought I thought your thought like I thought that thought process when I was doing my mock draft. I'm like they could take Will like Williams here and then do that. And then I, I just didn't have faith that Will Levis was going to last that long. And I don't think the Texans believe he's going to last that long. I think the Texans do believe that they either take him at two or they don't get him at all. Well, I think we're about to learn out maybe on Thursday that I'm not a fucking GM, okay? <laughs> Neither am I. Uh, Jets, they are going to take an offensive tackle. I'm telling you, they're Ooh. taking a tackle. Which one? Paris, Paris Johnson. Okay, I have them. I Paris have Johnson them Jr., offensive tackle out of Ohio State. I have them taking Peter Skaronsky out of Northwestern. Yeah, yeah, he's there. Yeah, it's a great pick, too. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, so far, on, so far on my, my mock, no offensive tackle has left the board. So, yeah. until now. So, I so think I, I, Peter Skaronsky was also your top tackle. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think that uh, the other day bringing in, if you're bringing in Aaron Rodgers, you, you got to protect him. Uh, he's yeah, not the most mobile guy. Or or if you have to run it with Zach Wilson. Because <laughs> <laughs> <Right? laughs> you have no other options. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think offensive tackle, especially like one of the top four fucking OTs are going to drop to them. I, I think they go with that. Whoever, best available. Regardless, in my opinion. All right, let's move on to the Patriots. I, I can't wait to get to the Packers pick. I'm really excited about the Packers pick. I, I love what I love. But Patriots, I think they go cornerback here, uh, and they go Devin Witherspoon, who is uh, still on my board. I know he's off on your board. Who do you got? You have Devin Witherspoon falling to fucking 14. I do, I do. Wow. 
Wow. Okay. So I have them taking offensive tackle help. Paris Johnson Jr. out of Ohio State going to New England. I think they need to shore up that O line for Mac Jones. They don't like the Mac Jones is going to be the guy for the, at least the next two years. I think you need they need to build not only in front of him but around him. Yeah. Obviously, we have a real need a tackle for sure. Yeah, I, I think that the tackle position is where they need to to hit it first. I think Johnson Jr. is the best player available to him at that spot. At fifteen, we have the Packers. And this is where they stick it to Aaron Rodgers. Like, just fucking stick it to Aaron Rodgers and draft a wide receiver in the first round. They need wide receivers, and they finally get one in the first round. And the one they're going with is Quentin Johnston out of TCU, who is a 6'4", 215-pound, complete package wide receiver, True number one wide receiver upside. Uh, it actually makes a lot of sense for them. I think it's a great uh, great prospect to give uh, for um, for Jordan Love, especially since they don't really have a number one receiver anymore. And they never really did this last year. Uh, and it would be the most epic way to tell Aaron Rodgers to go fuck himself. I mean, I love the sentiment. I love the sentiment for it. I do. However... I'm going to stick to what do they need wide receiver help? Absolutely. They also need a line help. And yeah. Oh the, yeah. Way you're, the, the only way you're going to help a, a guy who started a whole two career games for you after riding the pine for three years is going to be by building his own line. And especially like, like I said, David Bakhtiari, bro, like that man has not been healthy in two seasons and they need to shore up their tackles. I have them taking Darnell Wright offensive tackle out of Tennessee. Darnell Wright. I'm waiting to see if you and no, I are going to I don't I don't hate that pick. I I I'm I'm perfectly okay with them taking an offensive lineman. I just think that it I I I genuinely think that there could be enough bitterness there that they like specifically go after a receiver just to be like fuck you Aaron Rodgers. You just <laughs> You just want to, you just want to fucking stick it to A Rod because you know he's coming to the AFC East. Oh, so badly, so badly, <laughs> so badly. Gosh, so I do okay, not want him coming to the Jets at all. We're at coming all. up at the halfway point of this, and I'm really willing. I'm, I'm honestly curious to see if you and I are going to line up with the same pick again. We haven't lined up at all. We lined up on the first one. Yeah, that was about. I thought then, we were going to be way, and then way more lined up. And then 3-4, we just had them flipped because of a trade. That was it. True. We do have some players going to the same teams, just not always yeah. in the same order, right? So, yeah. yeah. All right. We, uh, let's go to, let's go to uh, yeah, let's go ahead and go to the next one, number 16. Uh, and that's uh, the Commanders. The Commanders need a cornerback more than anything. Let's go. They're Come on. Joey Porter. Let's Jr. go. Joey Let's go. Porter. We Jr. lined up on a pick. Yes. <laughs> yes. He is six foot two, uh, 198, and he is sticky. Like he is sticky, sticky, sticky. He gave up 143 yards in 10 games last season. 143 yards all season. Yeah. He gave up 143 yards in 10 games. That's 14.3 yards per game. Yeah. And I, uh, 
I love that pick, obviously. It's the same goddamn yeah. pick I had. Yeah. I, I think I think corner is the absolute mess they need to address first. Obviously, they're 32nd rank fucking secondary in the fucking NFL last year. They absolutely have to go corner and they get the best one available to. Yeah. Yeah. And if he's not available, they take like then they take like Deontay Banks. You know what I mean? Like they're they're taking a corner there. They have to take a corner there. I, I don't they'd be crazy not to. Um Steelers are next. Um and I see them taking an offensive tackle here. Let's go. Two in a row. Come on. All right. Look, look. Steelers are all about smash mouth fucking football, right? Come on. Two in a row. Two in a row. Roderick Jones? Let's fucking go, baby. Yeah. Roderick Jones. <laughs> Two in a row. That's what the fuck I'm talking That's synergy right there. That's, 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 that's fucking that is. synergy. Now, this, I, I, you can't go through him. You can't go through. That's the kind of guy the Steelers want right there. Uh, yeah. I fear it's about to dive off significantly after that, but we'll see. All right, all right. Uh, okay, Lions are up next on the board. Uh, I think you're. I th- I imagine you're going offense with them. I'm keeping defense here. I I am. I am. I think they take the best defender in this draft. The best, like natural, fundamental defender in this draft. The most versatile guy on the defensive end that can play. Literally three positions. Um, you can swing him on an outside linebacker. You can uh, you can play him at safety, and and he can cover as a defensive back. Uh, they're taking Brian Branch out of Alabama. The kid missed four tackles all year. Four most versatile defender in the draft. Extremely sound fundamentals, uh, and and they can move him wherever like wherever they need him to fit in, in the secondary, which is an area that again they they got help, but they could definitely use more bolstering. Um, he could, um, he could give him support at safety. He could give him support at cornerback. Um, and he could even play in those, uh, uh, those nickel dime packages a lot. So, uh, give me Brian Branch going to the Lions. Okay. Yeah. Not a horrible pick. He is in my first round as well. Uh, and maybe I have the Lions going a little bit silly. He is an offensive player. like take a stab offensive player okay okay uh quinton johnston no uh dalton kincaid no who not a wide receiver b john robinson going to detroit b john robinson i think detroit sits there from pick six to 18 and just watches him fall and knows good goddamn well uh, he may not fucking be there when our pick comes. Like, if he continues to fall, like, so they, they lost Jamal Williams. They have, they brought in David Montgomery and they still have <coughs> Swift. What they're truly still lacking is a actual runner of the football. And with all the firepower they already have on offense, what would stacking up a fucking surefire fucking first, second down, fucking hand it to him, generational talent at running back do for this offense? I don't hate it. 
Yeah, I, I like it. I understand it's a little silly. I understand there's other fucking holes they could plug, but Bijan. That's the thing. The, 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 like Bijan, I don't think Bijan Robinson is going to go very high in this chapter. It's not because of his talent or his skill. It's because there's a lot of teams that have way more pressing needs than running back right now. Um, and that's just kind of what we, you know, and as we've explained, you know, our rationale of your draft, I think that's that's been evident. Um, but I actually don't hate that pick. I hadn't considered, I honestly had not considered Bajon Robinson to the Lions. That, that one, that one, you definitely uh, uh, got me. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, 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 th- I think with everything they loaded up on defense, there's no pass rusher left worth taking in the first round. I think they get fucking silly and they get a little stupid and Detroit fans get to feel giddy for the first time in a draft since they drafted fucking Matt Stafford. Can you imagine if they took, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that would be, that would be a good, that would be a good draft for them. Absolutely. I, wow. I hadn't considered that one. Bucks at 19. I, I, I got another offensive tackle coming off the board here. Yeah. Anton Harrison. Let's go, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Anton, All right. Anton Harrison. Number Anton oh, Harrison. <laughs> yeah. It's blurry as shit. Anton Harrison out of fucking Oklahoma. Let's go, baby. Let's go. He is six foot five, but has incredible agility. Um, only gave up 2% uh, of uh, all uh, snaps, all passing snaps. Uh, only gave up on 2% of them, gave up any pressure. Uh, and he has played the left tackle. Like, this isn't, like, there's a difference between playing left tackle and right tackle. And uh, he has played left tackle, which is a blindside position. There's a reason why left tackle is so important. He's played it since freshman year. So uh, unlike, you know, some of the other guys who, who are up here in the draft who have only played it for the last year or two. So um, that's great experience for him. Um, and I know you got him going there too. Anything you want to add about him? You seem, uh, perplexed. My, uh, so my shed is basically directly underneath the master bedroom in the house next to mine. And, and boy, are those two just going at it. I heard them through my noise-canceling headphones, which means my wife is also not sleeping. Sounds like a fun time over there. Anton um, Harrison, fantastic pick. Anton Harrison, great fucking pick. All right. That was our fourth save. Okay. At 20, the Sea Chickens got their second pick, and this is where there is a guy who fell who is too good for them to resist. And I agree, it's probably not their most pressing need, but it is a need. And this is where Jackson Smith, whatever his fucking name is, uh, from Ohio State receiver comes off the board. Um, and, yeah, he's going he's gonna to step in, and they're going to have a little three-headed monster at receiver. I don't think so. I think that's a bit of a, that's a, bit of a reach at that point. I... I they definitely have other needs they need to fill, especially sitting at 20. I have them pay- taking Deontay Banks, cornerback out of Maryland. I think they absolutely have to build. They, they got to they gotta build their secondary back up. Their, their def- the defensive side of the ball is the more pressing matter than anything they have going on on the offensive side of the ball outside of the O-line. 
quarterback. I don't know. They just they just put put spent a lot of money on Geno. I, I think they're I think they're gonna try to give him some weapons. I think they're gonna draft the old line. I think they're focusing on the offense in this draft. Well, that's that didn't they went 0-3 against the number one team in their division last year. I don't I'm sorry. And and the last time they played, they got 40 burger thrown on them too. I think yeah. they need to figure out a way to slap they need to figure out a way to fucking make some stops on defense. Um and I'm I'm having them start with the secondary, Deontay Banks for me at 21. All right. Chargers at 21. I I, I took a pick that I really like here. Um I have them taking a tight end. Damn it. Look, they, they they need to get they they need a tight end. They need to get Justin some options. They need a receiver. They need a D line. There's a lot of things they need. Uh, but uh, I think they're trying to. You get kind of two birds one stone. Um, you get a guy, uh, Dalton Kincaid, tight end out of Utah, true receiving threat that can be a primary role on offense. Um, I mean, the guy went for like 70 catches for like 890 yards in Utah. Um, I think he'd be a great pick from there, and I think he'd fit in really well into that Chargers offense, and he'd he'd be one of Justin Herbert's favorite targets. Yeah, that's not a horrible pick. Uh, I had the Chargers pick in mind. Um, I was going to attack one of two positions, and tight end wasn't it, but it was both on the offensive side of the ball. Um, And I went with this pick in mind that I think Austin Eckler is going to get traded. Hmm. Jamar Gibbs, running back out of Alabama. I think, I think they would love to go wide receiver here, especially with the wide receivers that are left that I have on my board. But I think the more pressing matter for them is the running back position if Eckler is not there because they have what, Joshua Kelly. Um, they have another kid, another rotational kid in there who's just like, that's all he is. He's a rotational guy. He's not your he's not your three down back. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think they, I think Eckler eventually gets moved just because teams are hesitant to pay the fucking running back position. So I think he gets moved probably for a, an early day two pick. And I have them taking Jamar Gibbs running back. Justin Jamar Gibbs. Yeah. All right. Um, I have them going to a, a very different team. All right, and that's okay. The Ravens at twenty-two. What do they do? I think you know what they do. I think I you think they, I, they go cornerback. Okay, you and I were not on the same page. No, they they're bad need of secondary help, and I have Deontay Banks still available on my board. So. Okay. If you got Deontay Banks, I get. If you don't have Deontay Banks available, I don't think you take a corner there. I don't see. I don't. I don't think that. I think that that would be reaching at that point. You might go a different direction. But if Deontay Banks is still there. I think you have to take him uh, if you need you need help in the, uh, in your secondary. He has the he has the tools uh, and the athleticism to legit become in one of those island backs. You know, a guy you can just leave by himself. Um, and I think that you got to take him if if he's there. I mean, I don't hate that pick. I I had him going fucking two picks before him. Uh, so who you got? So I have 
I agree with you. Baltimore needs secondary help, but I don't have Deontay Banks there for him. Mm. I have them addressing their other big hole on their team at the wide receiver position. Quentin Johnson out of TCU headed to Baltimore. I think Baltimore at that point is going to do everything they possibly can to shore up and and give everything Lamar could ever possibly want as pass catching options. I got Quentin Johnson going at 22 to Baltimore. Quentin Johnson, all right. I mean, yeah, if he's there, like that would be a huge get for them. Um I don't hate it. I definitely have wide receiver as one of their big uh, areas of need. Um, so I, I kind of have a secondary and a receiver kind of equal, and I just kind of want best player available, which I think you kind of more or less did too. Um, and I think that in our cases, the best player was probably a secondary for me and for you. The best player available on your board probably was a receiver. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I can't, can't hate on those picks. Uh, Vikings, uh, I got him taking a defensive tackle here. Hmm. I also have him taking a wide receiver. A receiver, yeah? Yes. I mean, again, I, I, I could see it. I could see it. But I, I'm looking at them trying to replace Dalvin Tomlinson, um, you know, for the gap. And I, I on my board, I got Brian Brees, who was an incredibly mobile 300-pounder, was the top recruit of his class in 2020, tore his ACL his sophomore year, came back his junior year, played really solid. I think this kid could be, like, uh, probably closer to a top 10 pick prospect, but because of the ACL injury, um, it kind of kind of derailed a little bit of his hype. Uh, but he he is uh, an excellent, excellent uh, agility mobility guy for 300 pounds. Yeah, yeah. High, high fucking ceiling, low floor. I absolutely yeah. get that pick there. Uh, absolutely trying, taking a big swing on trying mm-hmm. to fill a need, which is good. It's, you know, that's what successful teams do. They fucking grab their fucking nuts and swing for the fucking fences. However, somebody's got to be opposite Justin Jefferson. KJ Osborne, hey man, he had a good second half of the season last year. But if Zay Flowers out of Boston College is sitting there, I think Zay Flowers flies off the board at 23 to Minnesota. I think that's a great complimentary piece to Justin Jefferson, who, in my opinion, is the second best wide receiver in the NFL right now. I almost had Zay Flowers going there. I I, I considered it, and I think the Vikings would consider it too. I I, I definitely think Zay Flowers has to be on their on their board of prospects. So absolutely, yeah. and then that's the thing. By by this point, too, teams are like. Teams don't exactly know who's going to be there. They don't exactly know right. who they're getting, right? They're like, they're like, all right, we we like these guys. We like this one more. Like, and they're just kind of going off who's left available and who they like most, and which needs they're trying to fill, right? Yeah. It's 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 a very fluid situation in there. Um, I'm going Brian Brees. Remind me again who you said? Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers. That's right. And I don't I don't hate that at all. I think Zay Flowers is. Um, I mean. He's really good at getting separation. I think he's a great, great uh, pick. He's a little undersized at 5'9", but he's exactly like – when we talk about the Chiefs, this is the kind of guy that they would want, right? This is the kind yeah. of guy that would thrive in their system. And, uh, yeah, so I think, he'd, I think he'd do well in Vikings with that Minnesota there. At 24, the Jags are up next. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I know uh, – I mean, this is where I have Miles Murphy going. 
Um, I think they're getting a steal. I think they're getting a steal here. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I have them at nine. So yeah, if he falls to twenty-four, yeah, that's a steal. Yeah. Like a yeah. I mean, I know they need some help uh, with a uh, tackle, but it's not that they don't have a good, like a good O line. They just need more depth to it. Um, yeah, I got them taking Miles Murphy here. So I got them actually addressing the tackle position. I have them taking Dewan Jones out of Ohio State. I think there's a couple wide receivers left. There's no cornerbacks worth taking. Well, okay, in my mock, there is one. But I think you're sure enough in your defense that I think the bigger priority, much like what you know Cincinnati did in the offseason, I think your big priority is keeping fucking old sunshine back there protected. They, and, you know, they lost Jawan Taylor, so I think they go ahead and address that they take Jawan Jones out of Ohio State. I, I think the Jaguars are in are in a position where they're solid enough in most positions. They, they can afford to just take best player available, whatever it is, yeah. right? They have that luxury, I think. Um, and, yeah, and I, and I agree that, like, a, a tackle wouldn't hurt at all. So, I mean, I think they address an area need uh, through BPA. I think you, they go that way. Um, all right, I'm going to the Giants next. Who do you have the Giants? What position are you going for with the Giants? It's offense. Mine too. I got him taking a receiver. I do not. I, have I know. Taking... Same, yeah. Who do you, who do you have? So, I have them, another team that needs to fortify. Not, not because he's just as good as them, but you're paying him $40 million a year, so you need to protect your investment. I have them taking Michael Schmitz, center out of Minnesota. A bit of a reach, isn't it? A little bit, sure. But when you're talking about a guy, they do need all that help. Yeah, paying Daniel Jones forty million dollars annually was also a reach. Yeah. So you need to protect him, and you need to protect the guy that's going to be lining up behind him as well. Do you think they would take him there if Zay Flowers was available? If no, but that's why I have him taken. I was about to say, in my draft, he's gone. Yeah. I so think Zay Flowers, I'm, if available, you got to take yes. Zay Flowers there, right? Yeah. Like, he'd be a great he, fit. He'd be a great tool for, uh, uh, yeah, uh, a great tool Daniel, for that offense. Daniel Jones has no offensive help. None, outside of Saquon. He's got, what, Darius Slayton. His wide receivers are, like, slot receivers at best. I mean, that's, yeah. you know. Like, yeah. did you did you know the name Richie James before last year? Nope. I would like to let you know the only reason I did was because he was the kick and punt returner for the 49ers for three years before going to the Giants. That's the only reason why I knew that man's name. Yeah, they, they are. He was, their, he was their leading receiver. Yeah. So, Zay Flowers, if he's there, yeah, Giants got to jump all over. All right, now let's move on to the Cowboys at 26. Uh, this is one that uh, I, I did. I did. This one is I had a little fun with this one. Okay, uh, Cowboy. Now, all right. In my board, mind you, Bajan Robinson is still available. I think that if Bajan Robinson is available, the Cowboys take a real hard look at him. But I'm not. That's not who I went with. I got the Cowboys taking a tight end. I got him reaching okay, for a and, tight end. Oh, are you? Is it uh, uh, Darnell Robinson? No. Luke Musgrave. 
top-rated athlete uh, for the tight end position in the draft, and easily the best receiver in of the of the tight ends per all the per all the ratings. So excellent at getting separation, great agility, uh, isn't going to contribute all that much to the to the run block game. Um, but he does have a pretty full skill set, so he's not going to be a major down downer there either. And uh, yeah, I think he's going to be—he is going to be, I think, a shock pick, right? I think Cowboy Nation is going to have a field day with this one. Um, but I have seen—I I definitely see the potential for a tight end to fit into that offense. Uh, really well with the receiving core that they already have uh, and really provide Dak some support, um, especially if they can get the run game going um, with uh, Tony Pollard and what they found there. I mean, look, it's a glaring need for him for sure. Um, but I also know that they also have other significant needs. Like like we've been talking about, bro, like this is a end-rich draft. We're, we're losing you there on the audio. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, okay. Uh, oh, is that better? Yeah. Okay, sorry. I, I had to go potty again. We, we've been at this for fucking three hours. Like, yeah, we're almost through it, too. We're, we're doing good. I know, I, I know, I know. But <laughs> so but this is a tight end rich draft. I think the Cowboys can maybe go off and address another need because they were horrible against the run last year. Horrible. Yeah, you have Micah Parsons, one of the greatest, one of the best linebackers slash edge rushers in the game left. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and <laughs> pardon me if I mispronounce this name, defensive tackle out of Northwestern, Adetomiwa Adeboware. You got it. I'm sure. (laughs) Okay, look, I was almost fucking convinced the half second he said, you got it. Probably. (laughs) Look, the Cowboys were, I think, they were 26 against us here. The only move they made last year to try and improve it, I think it's Jonathan Haskins. They traded out of the Raiders halfway through last season. Um, I don't know why I'm thinking Jerry Jones won't take the sexy pick because that's all he fucking does. The exact reason why they have CeeDee Lamb. But if I'm Jerry Jones, I'm addressing a bigger need on now. You can try to in-depth. And, and they, they, got, they have some skill at the tight end position. I, and I think you can find a tight end like a Darnell Washington in the second round. Darnell Washington, right? Mm-mm. What? At, you're going to make me say it again? Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Adetomiwa Adetomiwa Dude, I'm not right. Waray. Yeah, we, we know. Put, yep, you got it. Just yep. put AA. Just put AA, AA. bro. Those are got his it. initials. Got it. All right. Let's go to number seven. Sorry, number seven. Pick number 27 uh, to the Bills. And, I mean, you know who's still on the board? On my board. It's B. John Robinson. Yep. 
you're going to go running back second round last year and then running back again first round this year. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And we're going to have a two-headed horse of, uh, you know, <laughs> John, Kendall, of John, John Robinson, Robinson and the lesser Cook brother. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, James, James Cook's looked good uh, recently. So, uh, he, he finished the season strong and actually started uh, outperforming Devin Singletary for snaps. Um, I, I think that that being said, he's we, we need like if we could get a Bijan Robinson in there, like yeah, like we, we'd be transforming the team. Uh, and I think you got to take it if he's there. Sure, if he's there, he won't be. But if he's there, if he's there, I I have the Bills addressing one of a different set of them. Mozzie Smith, defensive tackle out of Michigan. Yeah, like I could see said, that. The, the interior of the defensive line mm-hmm. needs some help. And losing Tremaine Edwins, Edmonds, you're not, you're not going to replace him in the first round. So yeah. Get the guy that stands in front of right. him. Right. No, I, I agree. Um, and that's uh, that uh, you definitely don't want to get a linebacker. Uh, in this year's draft in the first round, there's no one there worth taking. Uh, wait on linebacker. Honestly, you can, you can get like probably third, fourth round really is probably where you're going to find your linebackers. There's, even in the second round, there's not much going on there. Um, Warner was a third round pick and he's the best linebacker in the game right now. So, right. I mean, there's a, a, a flag of hope. Yep. The Bills fans. <laughs> 28. We got the Bengals. I have this is where I have Dewan Jones going. Okay. I mean And you can get Dewan Jones. Uh that's that's a great, you know, that get him get get him on the other side of that line. Uh, you know, opposite of uh, Orlando Brown Jr. No one's touching Joe Burrow. Sure. Sure, sure. Yeah, I, I mean look, the more the more protection you can put in front of Joe Burrow, the better. That there's absolutely nothing wrong you can do with that if you're going offensive tackle with that. I have a guy helping out on the other side of the ball who you had leave roughly 10 picks earlier. Brian Branch at Alabama, falling to Cincy at 28. Uh, I, yeah, no, I, I definitely – Cincy would love Brian Branch to fall to them. They, they, he would – if he was there, he's, they are absolutely scooping him up in a heartbeat. Um, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't see how Brian Branch falls that low. I just don't because he's so versatile. He like he he fits so teams need defensive players, and he's one of the top rated defenders, and he can play multiple positions. He's gonna go someone before twenty eight, I think. I I I see an avenue where there's a large stretch towards that beginning end half of the first round, where a mm-hmm. lot of teams are gonna start addressing offensive issues to where Brian Branch could fall to Cincy right into their goddamn laps. Which would be an absolute fucking the steal of the guy. If 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 the Bengals get Brian Branch, like they are they have to be favorites to win the conference uh, at that point. Because they they've addressed safety, which is probably their biggest like position of need at that point. I mean they're already Probably you're right. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, 
Let's go to the Saints. You didn't like my Brian Branch pick. You're really not going to like my next one. I love your Brian Branch pick. I just don't think you're going to be there. I'm sure you did. I, and I don't think – I know you don't think I will be there either. Look, the, the, the Saints have been talking a lot about the importance of getting Derek Carr some help, protection, and receiving help. And this is a tight end heavy draft. Uh-huh. And I have another tight end going here. You have three tight ends in the first I got three tight ends in the first round. Yeah. Michael Meyer out of Notre Dame. Complete package. Probably the most complete tight end. And can pass, can block. Um, I mean, can really be a Swiss Army knife for uh, Derek Carr in that offense. Um, I think you use this one pick, and and now you can spend um, a good amount of your draft capital, your remaining draft capital, uh, obviously, trying to shore up uh, positions on the defensive side of the ball. But they already got a Swiss Army knife. Defensive side of the ball. No, no, no. no. Offensive. They have Taysom Hill. Of course they have Taysom Hill. They love Swiss Army knives. Like, they're like knife collectors over there, man. They don't need another one. They they would love themselves a tight end that can do a little bit of everything for Derek Carr. And It's, It's not a horrible pick. I, I agree with you. Give Derek Carr as many options as he possibly can. I mean, obviously, I mean, he if there were a stud receiver that is still available, I'd go receiver. But I don't see one. I, and the best, the best uh, offensive tool I think you can go at this point is a tight end. I mean, look, I think if Derek Carr showed you anything last year, that if you give him phenomenal offenses, he'll absolutely playoffs. Other than the fact that he had the best wide receiver in football, a top five tight end, a great wide receiver too, and the leading rusher from last year, and they missed the playoffs. I know Derek Carr. Uh, look, I'm not saying I have faith in Derek Carr. I'm just saying the Saints do clearly. They they they're trying to build around him. So, in my mock, the Saints got gutted on defense, especially in the, on the D line. Elijah Cansey falls to them at 29. Who? Elijah Cansey. Okay. Yeah, defensive tackle. So they get they they get to rebuild a piece of their fucking front four. Look, Derek Carr can't make it work with Devontae Adams. He's not going to make it work with anybody fucking else. And you can find tight end help in the second round. Not not on my board. (laughs) (laughs) At number 30, the Eagles, I think, uh, I had them addressing, this is their second pick, I had them addressing uh, the hole left by Kalijah, or excuse me, I had them taking Kalijah Kinsey at 10, right? Uh, I have them here uh, actually taking a running back. Yeah, no, sorry. We're not on the same page. And this is where uh, uh, Jameer Gibbs is going right here. Is, uh, okay, to the- not, not a horrible pick. I, I, I toyed with the idea last night of having Philly trade down into the late teens and take uh, B. John Robinson, but they got, they got other holes they need to fill. So Jamar Gibbs, if, if he falls to 30 to him, and very well likely. 
I just, I, I think. I thought I was stretching when I took Jamar Gibbs in the third. I don't think he's projected to go in the first round in too many drafts. But I, I, I don't think there's much else there that can help the Eagles as much as a solid running back. And Bajan Robinson is going to be gone by then. I don't see him lasting. Uh, so I think they take this. I think they take the next best running back and uh, try to shore up a, a, a hole in offense. Yeah, that's that's not a horrible pick. Um, I had them addressing the corner position only because not because of it, because James Bradbury is old. He had a great season last year. He's old. They also need to fill the fucking corner the the uh, nickel corner slot. I haven't mm-hmm. taken Cam Smith out of South Carolina at third. But this is also my mock where Jamar Gibbs is gone. Fucking seven picks before. It's my mock. I can do whatever I want. As, yes, 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 you can. Yes, you can. Just no one no, no, will ever tell you otherwise. Going to the Raiders. Damn fucking right. All right. All right. Listen here. Lock in with me. Lock, we got one pick left to go. We know which. We both know. We both know which ah. position the Chiefs are going with. Lock in with me. Come on. Oh, fuck, I don't know that we do know. Shit. <laughs> okay. Come on. All right. We are going to go. I'll, I'll say the name. Ready? One, no, two. No, 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 oh, no, 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 no. Okay, fine. We'll go with the name. One, two, three. Emmanuel Dying Forbes. Fuck. I got him taking the next best cornerback in the draft, Emmanuel Forbes, out of Mississippi State. I have them taking Jalen Hyatt, wide receiver, out of place. I think every point you made as to why Kansas City could take a step back as contenders this year, I think they'd go and try and address it at the end of the first round, taking taking a wide receiver, try and help fill the hole that Juju and Nicole Hardman. I, I see. Here's the thing. Here's the reason why they're not taking a wide receiver in the first round. Because the wide receivers that are worth taking the first round are going to be gone. The wide receivers that they really like to fit their mold are projected to be going in the third round, which is the guys that have that breakneck four four below speed. Yeah. And there's no one, no one that has anything close to that. They want guys that can separate and get half speed. That is their prototype for 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 a receiver. And that those guys aren't around until the third uh, third round again. So I think they hold off if they they, they probably are going to take one at the end of the second round because that more or less is the third round. Uh, I think they hold off on receiver until the end of the second round, um, unless of course they just choose to to reach. But they have a real uh, position to need at corner, and I think that they can get a pretty good value still in Emmanuel Forbes, um, who is projected to be going kind of you know end of the first round, start of the second round, kind of where, where he's supposed to be going. I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. I just my my, my mock draft, and you can't tell me otherwise. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I, you know, I, now I'll say this. I think that uh, we, we kept, even though we had very few things actually be the same, we kept um, a lot of the same focus for the teams, right? We were trying to think about their needs, and we think we agreed a lot on what those needs were, right? We just had different yeah. solutions for how to go about filling those needs um it's going to be really interesting uh, i hope uh, you guys i hope everyone that uh is listening uh, joins us for uh the live stream because we get to see 
how it actually pans out. Um, we're gonna see if the Raiders are gonna Raider. Uh, I, I mean, it's you know that 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 is the one thing you know. I, it, it was a bold. That was my bold call. But if it ha- turns out to be true, Mr. Domus over here. Not, it, it, look, if it were to turn out to be true, I'll I'll say this right now. I'll do twenty push-ups for you. I'm not asking for anything in return. I'm not. We got twenty bucks on on the Jalen Carter pick. Yeah. And twenty push-ups on me if Anthony Richard goes seven to the Raiders. So if somebody trades to seven and takes him, it doesn't count. The Raiders. I just okay. I think he's going to the Raiders. I just think, period, going to the Raiders. They wouldn't pay out the ass for a quarterback if if they were going to take one with their seventh overall. I, I think they would. I think they would. I think that he has I'm, enough of that general. He has enough of that. Oh, he's a generational talent. By the way, I don't think Anthony Richardson is going to be a good NFL quarterback. I actually don't think it's going to pan out. Um, one thing that scares me about him is that his passing percentage is like fifty percent, right? Which okay, like you know, guys like Josh Allen have really low pass ratings. They improved and they got the league. <coughs> it can happen. However. He has been aware of his accuracy issues since high school, and he has been getting coaching help on fixing his accuracy issues since high school. If you have been getting that much attention on fixing your accuracy problems, and you've been through college and part of high school with professional coaches, like I'm talking like ex NFL, like you know, coaches, guys that are used to working with professional talent quarterbacks getting that level of help, and you still aren't accurate. That's not good. He does have just insane athleticism, and he's probably going to be one of those guys that if he does have success, it'll be by tra- by converting to another position like wide receiver because um, he's got freak athleticism for a wide receiver. So, and great hands. He's got a, he's has to be benefited by the same circumstances that Josh Allen got. You have to be drafted by a great team, a great coach, and a great offensive coordinator. Like Brian Dable single-handedly transformed Josh Allen into what he is today. And we all kind of saw some of the lacking, some of the fallout from it this last season. After but Josh Allen that. also didn't spend the time that... Um... Richardson's been spending on his accuracy throughout college and high school. You know what I mean? Like, no. like I'm just worried the kid can't ever be accurate. You know what I mean? Like, because that's what it's kind of looking like. I get it, but at the yeah. same time, like, if you can, if you can pair him with the right person, you pair him with the right fucking guy, like Josh Allen did with fucking Brian sure. Dable. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Brian Dable left y'all and went to the Giants and turned Daniel Jones turnover prone motherfucker <coughs> into someone who doesn't turn the ball over anymore. And then Josh Allen could not stop coughing up the football in the red zone. I, you get him in the right situation. Richardson could absolutely potentially thrive, but quarterbacks like that don't get taken by teams that are that good and have those people. So Richardson will get drafted probably by somebody that, runs a dumpster fire and he'll be out of the league within, I don't know, five or six years. Mm. 
Yeah. Not saying I'm not saying Jamarcus Russell level, but hey, you know, you know who? All right, here's here's another prediction I have, and that's the Jalen Carter. Uh, going back to Jalen Carter, which is, I, I I was reading some people saying, hey, he's boomer bust, right? And it's I don't know that he is boomer bust. I think that you know he's going to be good. Like you know that when he gets on the field, he's going to be good. Work ethic issues, whatever. I don't, he's going to be a dominant force on the field. But what what's going to happen is he's going to be the player that you know. After his, uh, you know, second year, you read in the headline, he did something to get out and wind up in jail. You know what I mean? Like, th- that's what's going to happen. Like, that's yeah. – he has just a pattern of making poor choices, of putting himself in precarious situations, um, running in with – you know, like, when you have run-ins with the law because you're 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 speeding in excess of 100 miles an hour multiple times and it eventually leads to the death of someone, like, that's a problem. Like that, that is that is a, someone who has some character issues that is going to find themselves out of the league because of that. So I yeah, he's going to be good for whoever team gets him for as long as he lasts, which is probably going to be two or three seasons. Is my is my prediction. Yeah. Why do you think I think he's a perfect Seattle Seahawk? You're not wrong. All right. Um, well, that is that's our that's our mock draft. That wraps everything up. Uh, we are going to be returning. Uh, on Thursday uh, to start the uh, draft. Uh, we'll probably be starting about 15 minutes or stream before the live draft coverage. I believe it's supposed to be at 8 o'clock Eastern time, so we'll be kicking things off uh, about 15 minutes before that. Are you trying to convert over there? So roughly 5.45 Central, and then, what? what no, fuck. 4.45 West Coast. It, it would be it'd be 6.45 Central. 6.45 Central, yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, God damn yeah. it! Every time I try to be fucking smart around you, I, I it doesn't work out in my fucking favor. Yeah, sorry. It's, it's usually you're the case. Not, I'm you're not the same yeah. asshole. You're the same asshole who thinks <laughs> Richardson's going seven. Well, <laughs> I think the Raiders are going to do something stupid. That's what I think. All right, that that was like the dumbest. I'm like, what's the dumbest thing they could do? This is it. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you the only way I think Anthony Richardson goes in the top five, and that's if Bryce. Okay, actually, no. Here's the only way. Because here's the only way I see Houston moving off of a defensive player, and that's if the Panthers go CJ at one. If Bryce falls to them at two, they don't have a choice. You have to take him. Then the card yeah. the Cardinals don't need a fucking quarterback. So they'll take Will Anderson. And then the Colts will sit there and have their pick between Anthony Richardson and Will Levis. And I think if left with that potential decision, I think Anthony Richardson goes four to the see that. I mean, yeah, the, the Colts are gonna see it happening. Yeah. All right. Well, everyone, thank you again for tuning in. Uh, this has been our uh, kickoff for the for the season. Uh, I'm excited to see how the draft plays out. I'm excited uh, to get this podcast up and running. We will be putting out a lot more episodes, a lot more content, and we'll be working on improving the quality over time. We're just getting our feet wet, and we're we're still learning as we go along. So, um, but Tyler, thanks again for joining us. For joining me, I should say what I'm talking about. I got, I got my cat, I guess. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate. It. I am number one, and I hope. Everyone here has a wonderful night. Thank you.